Welcome to the current model of our podcast, which is totally free every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, including right here. It would be a great bit if you subscribe or follow. We do a minimum of four total episodes each week, and two of them can be heard behind a paywall at patreon.com slash thedumbzone. So Monday and Thursday, free everywhere. Tuesday and Friday, will be behind a paywall at patreon.com slash thedumbzone. Now, here's today's program. The dumbs up, dumbs up, dumbs up. And then I make her my girlfriend. And I've got like two solid months of sex. By the time college rolls around, I'll be like the Iron Chef of Pounding Vage. Okay, can you just get out of here and we'll, we'll talk what about the this later? F- Evan, we're down two points. Fucking calm down, Greg. It's soccer. It's soccer. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I never listen. Yeah, I guess we have kind of a yay boo on our hands because we have the we didn't get the World Cup final, so that's pretty great. But <laughs> the boo, there's still going to be a bunch of soccer. Fans. Now we got like nine games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's been here once before. I think that was the year that Alexi Lawless was on the team, scored a big goal, and they had denim jerseys. But I don't know that. Man, the way that this place is now, DFW being a hub, it's going to be insane, Dan. By the way, when I bring up uh, denim jersey, it makes me think, because I'll forget this if I don't bring it up now, Cuban has got to stop wearing those Mavs football jerseys. <laughs> why? I hate them. marketing. I, I hate those. So, did, why not, marketing because I want to dress like Mark Cuban. No <sighs> matter what he's wearing, I'm putting it on. It's the dorkiest look in the world. <laughs> It's a football jersey, but it says Mavs. I think we had a suggestion. Somebody, uh, and I think Raymond might have done this over at E6 Sportswear. They're, they're putting together some dumb zone Ranger jerseys and dumb zone <laughs> Mavs jersey, like, in their fonts. Okay. Ty is working on that. In fact, Raymond emailed us that uh, we have new shirts added to the e6sportswear.com site that are available now. Two new shirts, and then I don't even know what they are. So this is good promotion. But he, <laughs> but I do know a bunch of new shirts that are the pizza-related shirts with the pizza font, your Pizza Hut. and your Those are fantastic. Your Papa John's. Yeah. Your Little Caesars. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't want him to leave that one out? No. It's the king. Yeah, so there's a pre-sale that uh, goes until the 18th. In every order, you will qualify to win a big prize. Uh, I think he said also you get two free item, free items with every order. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Hot and fresh. Yeah. It's a pizza. There's Raymond always working on something. I mean, I like all these, but that Dumb Zone Pizza Hut thing is just... That's... Perfect. It's a chef's kiss. It's perfect. So, yeah, we are broadcasting live to tape from high atop my garage in the DFW area. So that's why we're talking about the uh, the World Cup today. I spent all morning. So I haven't seen you in what seems like years. Mm-hmm. You were gone on Friday. Lots happened over the weekend. I had, uh, you know, 
yesterday afternoon thinking I had a certain vision for what today's show would be. And then it totally changed because they had a big giant World Cup press conference and it's hilarious. <laughs> I have so much audio from it. We're not going to get to it until after our guests that you also Sunday afternoon informed me that, hey, also we got these two guests have, uh, <laughs> have shown up. So that's great. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a big day. Pat Mahomes trainer. Yeah, we've had uh, Bobby Stroop on before. He's <clears throat> He straight up moved to Kansas City so that he could be there whenever Patrick needed him. He's basically on call. I think but, Patrick moved him up to Kansas City. Well, yeah, I think that's a, probably a better way to put it. But yeah, they had, uh, he his brother worked there, Brandon, who will be on us also, uh, on with us also. They used to run a gym. I think Brandon actually still does run it, but they sold. Anyways, over in Fort Worth. And uh, I used to go there like four times a week for just like the skinny fat adult classes. But I wasn't aware when I signed up to go there that they were also training like Noah Syndergaard in the background. And then Patrick Mahomes, and it was like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, we have a combine, a combine course, like we do four weeks, and you would just see like elite first and second round picks like walking in there at the same time as me and some mom, but from a Fort Worth Christian with a Stanley Starbucks cup. <laughs> I'm like, well, this makes no sense. And then yeah, he's. I think Bobby's been training Patrick since he was single digits, maybe. Eight, Dang. nine, something like that. I mean, they've known each other a long time because their original spot was out in Tyler, which is where he's from. What was the doc? I seen him in the doc, some documentary. It was the quarterback. I think it's all they called it, right? Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix did, like, quarterback show. Okay, Kirk yeah. Cousins. Yeah. I think we never really got into that, did we? Because I, I remember marking some audio, and y'all were busy. <laughs> we were a bit busy. Was it lawsuit time? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I watched okay. uh, a couple of episodes, <laughs> and it, it's it's good. I think, as Blake said, it makes you. Hate the fact that you kind of like Kirk Cousins. Very likable guy. But yeah, they've, you know, I think they have an interesting perspective on Patrick and his old deal. So, speaking of lawsuit time, we were talking a little business talk <laughs> off the air. I think we're going to focus on we're taking a week off in March, but we don't want to have a week off of, you know, content. So, we we're talking about trying to produce extra content throughout the weeks leading up to then. And I think a lot of people are, and I know you don't want to talk about it at all. You're like... I really don't. You're a positive person and you look to the future. I try to. I have you, enough problems without... You don't want to dig up things uh, of the past. But I do think a lot of people were anticipating, hey, once this six-month uh, fog lifts, you're going to... The dog just took your napkin. Oh. Literally. <laughs> Moron dog. <laughs> he literally. <laughs> Here, boy. <laughs> There's not even any food in this. You know? uh, he, he likes to pick up stuff and just rip it apart. Asshole. Yeah, but he's pretty cool about it. <laughs> what do you got now? It was really funny to watch. Oh, he, <laughs> he literally just slowly took the napkin <laughs> and it was. Now he's I, taking I, your backpack. I've uh, relived. <laughs> That was uh, life imitating art. <laughs> imitating life. Imitating life. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't have anything else. What do you want, the headphones now? Uh, someone, someone like you, Kip. Juan Gonzalez, Detroit. <laughs> Maybe we weren't talking about it on the station earlier. I don't know. Um, well, we talked about this. As I said, we talked about this before the show, how we would handle... <laughs> 
we've, we've dealt with every possible scenario except for that one. I thought there's no way that happens think, again. We didn't, we didn't, yeah. Wow, that was awesome. So, yes, back what to the week, of, the week of spring break. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to produce some content that is related, like solely related to that, and put out some special shows. In fact, I think that's where our lawyer roundtable should be because it's going to be tough getting all the lawyers up here. We might have to go to them. I would imagine so we'll, that will be the case. We'll go record a show in Dallas, get all the lawyers in, the transcripts, we'll go through it, we'll we'll look over the lawsuits, we'll, we'll talk about all the uh, contractual stuff back and forth. We're going to, we should open it up and, and give some people what they want. They want to know. And um, I think we'll do that. And, and even the lost episodes. Yeah. The lost episodes. We need to address that somehow too because, you know, whatever, man, right? Whatever. Remember whatever, Jake, from last week? Yeah, and I'll still I'll still be whatever Jake and you know be edgy, but I just don't want to. I'm just I'm so over all that. I'm so I mean I know it's all anybody has wanted to talk to me about for almost nine months now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, geez, dude, I feel feel like I'm finally coming up for air right now. And then Dan calls me this morning. He's like, Hey, I got a great idea. <laughs> Let's do eight hours on everything <laughs> to the ticket. I'm like, I get it. I do get it. But yeah. That's spring break week for most people, so whatever that week is, like the thirteenth, I think, of March. Yeah, the That's why I'm going out of town. The week of the eleventh. Okay, there you go. And it turns out, yes, that is spring break week around here, and that might mean we're going to uh have to get a sweat a sweater. Head to France. Mm-hmm. Oh. To visit my daughter who's there. Who went to Belgium on Saturday. Oh yeah. And I thought that's like a big trip. No, she got she was back in her bed that night. Yeah, she, did she fly or take the rail? Um, I don't know because you can fly for. I, I don't saw know. Her on find my phone. It used to be when when I was over there, you could fly country to country for like fifty dollars. Huh. And obviously, it's not that long of a flight. But you can also take the train, and the train's pretty sweet. So going to Belgium from Paris is like us going to Austin. Or is it even like... I, you know what? I'm not actually sure, but let's see. Are you checking her location a lot more now that she's not home? Um, No change? Just if I want to get in touch with her to see where, you know, oh, she's at her apartment. So maybe we could talk, but she's generally not at her apartment. Seems like she's pretty busy. Austin sounds Feels right. like I'm home more than she is. <laughs> I actually wasn't no. sure where Belgium is. Uh, excuse me, where Brussels is within Belgium, but yeah, it's a three-hour, it's a three-hour drive. Okay, man, I I cannot tell you how excited I am for Dan sees Europe. I'm I'm re- the real the, fear the, the, I have. The content we're going to get out of that is going to be electric. The fear I have is the time change and my fragile body adjusting. Now that's going to be real tough for you. I do think it will be because I'm, you know, I got I got trouble with spring forward and fall back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, so if, if we're going screwed. seven hours difference, I mean the the advice people always give you is do not do what you want to do, which is when you get where you're going, you want to sleep, and it's probably going to be a middle of the day, 
maybe early morning. Probably not early morning. It's six. Whatever. Don't just go to sleep. Uh-huh. Immediately think to yourself, I've got to stay awake until I would normally stay awake or close to it. And it's very hard. Because when you do go to sleep, you're going to sleep for like 10 hours. Can you sleep on the plane? You can. You can. That helps for sure. But, I mean, some people can't do that. But just him in in France. Like, I don't know. That's very exciting to me. Yeah, I need a lot of pictures. Need a lot of selfies, videos. And I'm, this is not like an insult. I think you would agree with me on this. You just kind of laid it out there. You're very much a, this is the way that I want to do things and this is what I expect, the way I expect them to be done. And in my experience with international travel, and at times it would drive, it would drive my wife crazy because I have a little bit of that in me. And she's like, you're just going to have to go with the fuck it mode over here. Like, it ain't going to be anything like you think it's going to be anywhere we go. Like, and you're in their world now. So you can't expect the waiter to act the way you want him to act or anybody really. No matter where you go, it's like, you just kind of got to give up. Or you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. I don't want to have a bad time. Um, <clears throat> you want to address some of the viewer mail? Oh, why don't you just tell, uh, how about your trip, though? Let's talk uh, skiing. Sure. Jake's so, ski trip. Jake's yeah. first of, what, seven ski trips you're doing this year? Um, You just told us about, like, two other ones. One other one. Oh. Uh, that one is all the families, like literally probably 20 families. The board calls you. He got on the, on the snowboard, snowboard. Oh, <laughs> it's, it be calling you. Yeah. That one's going to be an absolute nightmare because both kids are going, everyone's kids are going. So what is this fa- families who? A bunch of our friends and the extended friends. And, oh, okay. But in this one, kind of like, like you did in Galveston or But whatever. unlike in Galveston, and we had a horrible time. Yeah, we, we, you said, said it was the worst. We have our own. I didn't say it was the worst. I think having that many kids together, that part kind of sucks. In this case, everyone has their own little small condo. Like with two what bedrooms. What do you do with tiny bed. baby in this situation? Well, there are women going who do not ski or snowboard. Mm. And their kids will be there. And it's going to be a challenge, for sure. Because, as I remembered, it is a nine and a half hour drive. Mm. <laughs> we were in Angel it's Fire. It's just that. Yeah, we were in Angel Fire. Um, we're going to Red River here in a couple months. And these are pretty cheap trips. And this one was really cheap because my friend's parents bought a house at Angel Fire. I got a buddy, mm-hmm. Blake. So we don't have to pay anything for that. And it, there were six of us, and we left at like 5.30 on Thursday morning. And I have a real problem with motion sickness. I've probably addressed this before. Um, when I'm on a long car ride, especially if I'm, if I'm driving, I'm fine. But if I'm in the back seat, and I don't want to be a jerk on the way there, I'd be like, hey, bro, can I get the front? He was already sitting there. So I was just like, all right, we'll fight through this. And I didn't take any motion sickness medicine, the Dramamine. And at about hour six or seven, my stomach was was going on me. And I had a bag with me that I had some other snacks in. I threw up in that. (laughs) Um, Then we pulled over about an hour later so I could throw up. Actually, you know what I threw up? 
The next time I threw up was at the dispensary, like out back. So probably four or five vomits before we get to four the... Four or five? Yeah, I mean, at that point, most of them, because I, I wasn't eating anything. How about after the first one, you're like, can I get the front seat? You clearly see that I... It, was, it doesn't matter at that point. Okay. And also... Well, if I knew this was in my game, I would just tell people... I, I need the friends. The other thing I was thinking was... And it's a friend of yours. It's not like people you don't know. I know. He would have done it. He did it on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I would have uh, I would have felt weirder about throwing up into a bag or like a jacket in the front seat as my buddy's trying to focus on getting us up the mountain. <laughs> and he's and looking over like, what the heck is happening? So they this? didn't want you driving because it would have taken an extra two or three hours? For sure. Okay. And also, uh, I'm a below average driver. That doesn't fly up there. I mean... You need to know what you're doing as you're ascending a, up to a mountain, you know? So when yeah. I got there, I was like, all right, everything feels like I got it all out of my system. I'm good to go. Stomach doesn't really hurt anymore. Made it ice water and a cocktail. And I had about one sip of each before I ran to the bathroom, ejected that, and then was pretty much down for the count. You know, I hung out a little bit, but at that point, I'm, I'm like, I'm exhausted I'm dehydrated, so I spent most of that night just sipping water, because if I took too big of a drink, I would throw it back up, because at this point, I'm dehydrated from throwing up so much for motion sickness, and I can't keep anything down. It's weird. When you're super dehydrated, you can't just, like, guzzle water. I'm sure you've seen this in, like, being on sidelines and stuff. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, that's why they... Give you an IV. (laughs) Yeah, that or, like, you know, those little... Tablets. They have these little packages now that are just like basically pickle chips. Yeah. That, yeah. I've heard about that. You just eat a couple pickles. It's like when they they liberated the concentration camp or whatever. If you're starving, you can't just go ahead and pound food. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Exactly like that. We have to feed you very slowly. Like, whoa, wait. I'm dying here. Yeah. And this was Guy's trip, right? How many? There were six of us. So I didn't sleep at all. Uh, Thursday night, literally. I was awake the entire night. You don't it, sound great now. It's just my throat now. Yeah. But on uh, on Friday... Puke throat. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody, or the four people who do ski, they get up and go at, you know, 8.30, and I'm like, man, I cannot do this right now. Um, I didn't sleep at all. But I had already paid for a day of rental, which is not that much. And I'm like, you know what? I got to try this. I felt like absolute dog crap but i'm like i gotta try it i'm here you're a gamer let's go the thing that people forget about skiing unless you have a ski in ski out situation you are going to be very tired by the time you get to where you're actually going to get on a lift and that's a long walk from the car and even in snow boot uh snow uh snowboard boots instead of ski boots you're carrying the board You've got so much junk on you, and it's just uphill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for 15 minutes, and I get to the bottom, and I'm like, I don't really think I should be out here right now. Like, there's no water in my system. The altitude gets to you. The altitude, for sure. But I was like, I got to try. I got to try it. So I went up, and I threw up off to the side on the first run. And now I'm like, all right, well, we're out here. So I went about an hour, maybe, plus or minus 10 minutes. and was just like, that's it. 
I'm done. I'm not having fun right now. So why stay out here and just do that? Who am I proving something to? Like, I gave it a shot. Now, were you able to get back to your place? or? Um, yeah, a buddy of mine was already there because he doesn't ski. And it's actually the guy whose house it is. He just sits at the bar at the bottom the whole time. And Wow. So the guy who owns a house on a ski, in a ski yeah. place doesn't ski? No. Okay. But he just comes out there around, you know, noon, whenever we normally are out there, and he just posts up at the bar, gets himself a sandwich, a beer, and just waits for us to be done. So And that guy has the most fun. I was going to say, that be my. Uh, that sounds like the role I want. He's not. Yeah. He's do a little doobage. I feel, you know, you're always feeling good. Yeah. I didn't break a leg. No. 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 You got to walk in your shoes up there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then, uh, yeah, that night, (laughs) we get back to the room. We we all had a beer there, have lunch, whatever. We get back to the room, and we fire up the TV, and uh, there's like an hour of Lethal Weapon 2 on. Excellent. Left. (laughs) There's an hour left, and a couple people hadn't seen it. We were like, no, sit down. So we watched the rest of Lethal Weapon 2, and then we were like kind of in the mood. Is that the one where they had him tied up and they're shocking him with the the water on? Okay. That's one. Yeah. No, I thought you were talking about with Leo. No, Leo, okay, then then that is one. Oh, okay. Because yeah, two, there's your... a water element where they're torturing Leo, Joe Pesci. Leo oh. gets? Where they're do, using like cigarettes. All right. And then they're like pouring water into his wounds. It's the <laughs> one where where Mel Gibson pulls down a house with his truck. At, at the end, he pulls down the the consulate house. Excellent. Yeah. Have you seen... Okay, yeah, we did that in the theater. One of the best nights of my life. Have you guys seen Le- Lethal Weapon 5? Uh, my dad told me to stop after 2. No, you need to... The Always Sunny ones. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like the band. Yeah. They're not on Hulu. Yeah. Hmm. I've, I've got them. I know you do. Okay. It's the Blackface episode. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So... We're in the mood at that point, and we're not really like in a position to. There are a couple bars, but that's not really the game anymore, especially since it's really, really hard to drive there. So we're in the mood after Lethal Weapon Two, and we're like, "What's next?" No sports on that night. I'm like, "How about Predator?" Okay. So now we watch Predator because uh, Carl Weathers died that day. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very sad. So where do you think we went next for a little palate cleanser? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that on he didn't know on Friday that was Carl uh, Weathers. Well, he yeah. was trying to tell me he was in Rocky. He, was he a didn't big know deal. it was Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed. Oh, like, cool, that's tough. And then yeah, he was Chubbs. Oh my Chubs. God, Chubbs, Chubbs died. Right. And then he got sad. Damn. He didn't care about the Rocky guy dying. And then it's like uh, it's like twelve thirty at night. We're all just sitting around laughing, and we just got done with Happy Gilmore. And somebody was like, "Well, why don't we go back to action? What about Under Siege 2? So we watched all of Under Siege Two. We watched. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was a high tea movie night. Yeah, you know, extravaganza with uh, a light dusting of Happy Gilmore. The next day, uh, I was just like, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to waste my time. I'm not going to pay for another day of lift ticket and waste my money. So, did a little hiking around or walking around, dude. I've never seen this much snow in my life. They got like something like eight or nine inches in two days. Like you would walk out. And you would sink to knee level. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to even be outside at all. We were snowed in, couldn't leave, had to have somebody come plow it. I have memories of shoveling that as a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, And that day, when we uh, eventually did get up there and met up with people, that day ended short because I'm pretty sure my buddy broke his collarbone. Ooh. 
and he's the no, I'm not going to go get it checked out type. <laughs> so you're like, dude, go. There's a medical thing right there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And the funny part was, <laughs> we all wanted him to take care of himself. Number one, but number two, we were all like, you know, they'll probably give you something a little stronger than Advil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go up there and just think about the team right now. Right? Yeah, they'll <laughs> give you a bottle. Of it. Yeah. You mix that with a little alcohol, and you know, now we have You'll get more when you get home, yeah. No, but uh, the last thing I have on this is, uh, I think it was on Friday. Yeah, it was on, it was either, th- it doesn't matter. When me and non-ski buddy were trying to leave to go up there, um, he was like, we got to wait like 10 minutes. There's a lady from a real estate company, or like a, a real estate management company, coming over to just walk through the house and just get a feel for it. She's the lady who will be renting this house out when they're not using it. I was like, okay, I'm not in a hurry. So she's late. Instead of 15 minutes, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. When she calls and she's like, I'm stuck on the main road. You don't get stuck on the main road. If you're stuck on the main road, you already got a problem. So we were like, all right, we're just going to go. Well, apparently she got unstuck because as we were backing out, she pulled in and parked behind us. He was just like, dude, we, we don't even really have to be here. Let's just go. She just boxes in. She's like, hi, I'm such and such. I was like, damn it. So she walks through the house, and now it's time for her to leave. What do you think happens? She got stuck on the main road? You don't think she's going to get stuck <laughs> on a declining driveway that you have to... She got stuck. So she has no idea what she's doing. We have to shovel the snow out from under each one of her tires, like yeah. very hardcore style, put down salt... Let like that, a cardboard box, yeah. put it under the tire. And we gave it, we were, he, my buddy's talking her through it, that, hey, cut it this way, a little bit of gas. And she here. lives there. She, she should, does live there. Doesn't she have chains? She had Texas plates, but Did she does. Did we see someone with chains? Oh, we had to use chains this okay. weekend, yeah. Um, and she's to the point where if she tries this again, she's up against like the end of the driveway. Like she's going to, it's about mm-hmm. a five, five foot drop and you're going to hit a tree. Okay. So you're like, all right. Let's stop this. And I was, my buddy's like, bit the bullet. Went with the misogynist play, and he's like, "Ma'am, do you mind if I try?" <laughs> First try. Wow. Got out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First try. I thought you were going to end this with like a penthouse letter. Like, no, oh, no, all, but it is. We funny. all went back inside, and it is funny um, <laughs> when you're you talk a little different when it's just dudes. We're waiting on him. Are waiting on her. <laughs> and uh, she called and he's like, uh, women drivers. I was like, yeah, I mean, we really don't even have to wait on her. She's not hot. She was. <laughs> she was? Yeah, she was. Oh. Yeah. So we were all like, oh, we'll no stay. problem. We'll stick around. Yeah, and like she kept apologizing. We're like, it happens. Okay, so that's why you <laughs> yeah. didn't say, hey, pull back out. Road. Yeah, we were leaving, okay? <laughs> Get around the main road. <laughs> You're all trying to help her. No, no, no. no, no. Let me oh, 100%. <laughs> we were just like, oh, I mean, this ha- like these type of tires, oh, I can see how this would happen. Yeah, yeah it's not on you. <laughs> <laughs> all for what? Yeah, for nothing. <sighs> didn't throw up on the way home, boys. All right. Feeling much better. Good. Okay. You look great. Thank you. When did you get back? Last night at 7.15. How'd the Gamecocks do? We were off. This guy doesn't leave one minute to spare on vacation, though. 
Like I got to get back Saturday so I can have a buffer day, yeah. do laundry, all that. He's like, I'll be back at seven. It was like a three day trip. I mean, if you might get a buffer for a week, but <laughs> you need a Unless, buffer for Thursday to Sunday. It's just you're a baller. That's all. Well, and I'm not. I'm slowly dying, but I suppose we all are. Yeah. We could do viewer mail. Okay. You have a couple things. I do. Hey, everybody. It's time so to the first thing. Today's viewer mail. This was actually, as you saw, I was taking the uh, the dogs out right when you got here. And this was on my front porch. And I got no, like, missive about it. This uh, Tiff Streets. Fantastic. There you go. It doesn't say who it's from. It's just a nice little message for... The uh, the dumb zone it says it says in lieu of a Venmo. So I was like, yeah, sweet. And I That's already cool. ate, I ate a cookie. Okay. When you I did was outside. Yeah. I didn't think. What, Jake, type, what kind are they? It's a variety. Okay, I might have one. Not not typically my game, but I was about to. Say, I I didn't know if I was supposed to hand it to you or not. Anti sweets man. This had come in. So a lot of this stuff is mail mail. This came in a week or two ago. We, we're just getting so much stuff now. I'm sorry if I don't acknowledge everything we get, but I'm we're get we're just swamped with stuff. We got business stuff. We got seven meetings this week now. Um, we don't know what we're doing, uh, and we're trying to actually put together a show every day. So I think we're we're just doing a poor job at all of those things. But this package came in the mail, and this is from, he wrote a lot of stuff, but it's uh, Preston Doodoo Leonard's. Okay. His name is Doodoo. <clears throat> he wants us to keep fighting the man, and he says, uh, open these in order, Dan, Jake, and then Blake, and I open mine, and it is the, uh, it is a, a sleeve of Copenhagen Boy, look at that. Pouches. That's valuable right there. That's a lot. Wintergreen. I'm generally a skull pouch guy, but I will try the Copenhagen. Maybe you'll switch. You're because a baby. Because You're a of doo-doo. Taker. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, will, I am. <laughs> I'm a tea personality. Oh, looks like I got a four-pack of five energies. Oh, okay. Five-hour energy. Extra strength. You can only do about half of one of these bad boys a day. I have to open this? Yeah. It's the punchline. What do you think it'll be, Blake? Maybe a TCU bandana? Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. You both got something that's pretty cool for you. And let me just open up this package to uh, some pads. Maxi pads. <laughs> Ultra thin. I guess I'm not, I'm not, well, not very heavy. No. <laughs> well, that's good. Light flow guy. Here, open this one, Jake, um, while I read a uh, viewer birthday, Uncle Hotmail. Day one, DF, asking for a shout-out. I'm 28 today. This is from Phil Zach. He says, more, Blake. So there oh, you go, see Blake. You go. Hey, thanks. That makes up for the pawns. And he <laughs> says, uh, P.S., P.S., I, too, have smoked cigarettes with Jake, specifically the patio at Off the Record in Deep Ellum. He did not bring his own lighter, so that was most of the face-to-face interaction. 
No, he never brings anything. <laughs> he always bums. I'm still here. <laughs> um, what we have here. Uh, that's an actual piece of mail. Mail a box. A yeah, a box. box. There's a, a a small size, uh, fun size bag of Skittles. Okay. And then um, <laughs> a uh, what would you call this? It's not ceramic. I don't know. It's a, a it's a bottle. piece of art. Uh, depicting uh, the three firefighters that were hoisting the American flag up above the wreckage while they were cleaning it up uh, on, uh, I think it was 9-11. Yeah. So our own little memorial. It's a beautiful piece. That is nice. Yeah, as we continue to find out about all the different memorials across our Happy beautiful birthday, land. Dude. I have something on that as well. Um, let's see. Where was it? Ah. My notes. What? Made in China. <laughs> That's ironic. It's like a symbol of, yeah, of our. <laughs> Got, uh, hey, bruvs, <laughs> I was recently Googling 9-11 memorials, uh, memorials, memorials near me. It's weird that when you do Google, it says like restaurant, gas station, shopping. Yeah. I need to add this. And came across a business in Dallas named 9-11 Automotive. Luckily. When they changed their name to this in 2014, they were able to secure the available URL, which is simply 9-11.com, spelled out. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much it on that one. And then a lot of people have been reminding us about uh, the 9-11 bar in Fort Worth. It was right by my house. And I think it was just like the guy had opened the place up Maybe that morning, if not that morning, then right like the day. No, before. on nine eleven. I think it yes. was nine, the, like the, the morning of nine eleven. Yeah, and he just said, "Screw it, we'll run with it." And it's now like themed nine eleven themed. It's themed to the extent that like the walls are decorated that way. You don't have to like dress like a jihadist or a firefighter to attend, but it is, it is, it is. Adorned with 9-11. The jihadists would be a weird thing. Like if you get a discount for that. Like wearing your wig <laughs> jersey. he got balls. Yeah. 20% on Sunday. <laughs> that's what that's what businesses should do. Is like, let's see how how far you're willing to go for this. For your discount? Right. You know, hit stash Tuesdays where you get half off your groceries. What the hell is this? Do you need people know what I do for a living? Uh, I don't. The one time I turned my phone ringer on, so I don't miss a call. So I've got a follow-up from Friday where, Jake, while you were gone, we introduced uh, a way you could check your Dumb Zone subscriber number. That seemed to be popular. Uh, we were just doing it through a Google Sheet uh, through the help of NEMA. However, a web designer reached out and he made us a website for it. Okay. So if you want to check your subscriber number... Go to day1df.com, and you can find out what number you are. <laughs> so many bits. Say the number one. Yeah, D-A-Y-O-N-E. Oh, not D-F. the number one. No. Okay. Sorry. You said yeah. You said oh. yeah. I didn't hear what you said. I just said yeah. <laughs> Spell out day in one df.com. Okay. That's a cool bit. Okay. If it works, because I got a little backlash off... Nema's program saying, oh, wait, 
I can prove I'm day one, and this says I'm day two. It's, it's because it ends at, like, uh, close COB. Oh, a certain time yeah. of day one? Yeah. Ooh, maybe they should have been sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get off your butt. We even found out who was number one. Yeah. This wasn't um, Clayton number two? I yeah. positive Clayton was number two. <laughs> we were searching for number one, so. One of our alternating video guys. Tip of the, the hat for you, Caleb Grady. So, you know, we're on, and I think this episode might even be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you uh, get your podcasts. What's the place? Overcast. iHeart. I, oh. So, some were wondering, are you guys going to work for iHeart? We are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're on their app. That's true. I guess so. We're on their app. And it's very important that even if you want to keep listening on Patreon, just do us a solid. Go subscribe on one of those other ones. Subscribe on all of them. Leave a review of just cool five stars. Someone did reach out, and maybe we should have a review contest. Funniest five-star review gets to sit in on a show or something. Okay. Because I don't know if you've Look looked at, at them. Some of them are really funny. Prove it. <clears throat> or have it prepped and prove it tomorrow. Okay. If, if we're not able to do that uh, right now. But speaking of all that, so I was looking at the – the program that sends it out, there's like one website that will send it to all the different podcast things. And I don't remember if I was looking at that analytics page or our YouTube analytics page. Because remember, there was a debate about that last week, Blake. You said nobody was listening in Nebraska. Yeah. But apparently there are people listening in Nebraska, but you were looking at the YouTube. Yeah. Nobody was viewing it. I don't know. So I don't know which one it is, but it surprised me here I was I was looking that 99.24% of our again this is either listening or, or viewing don't know uh, are in the United States 99% I would bet that that is viewing because even like IJB has a 10% overseas I would bet but we have also had views in Australia Switzerland Chile, Spain, South Korea. I think that guy actually contacted us. Finland, the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Is that France? Is France in the United Kingdom or is no? Is the United Kingdom just England? Yeah, it's like England, you say the kingdom. <laughs> Why would that be part of the kingdom? Is the kingdom? I I just it's that's. Europe is France. What? I mean, France is in Europe, if you said Europe. Yeah. What's United Kingdom if it's not just England? It's, you know, it's what? Wales, Scotland, part of Ireland. I mean, I pulled it up. What am I missing here? Anyway, and Singapore. Singapore. People be traveling, man. You can get caned for listening to us in (laughs) Singapore. Also, I don't remember... Dude, I can't tell you how hard the internet is going to love is France and the United Kingdom. They fought a war. A big one. They're right next to each other, right? They're on on board with each other in World War II, right? No? Yeah, that's true. Although Germany took over France, so in theory, France was against... They're right next to each other, but you got to do like the channel to get over, don't you? I've never been to uh, either one of those countries, but you know you got to you got to go underwater. It's you got to swim. It's an island. What do they do have like, under the water here. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. Let's, let's. We have guests. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob doing the Super Bowl halftime show keeps making me think of Dan. Hey, SpongeBob. What are we doing under the water here? <laughs> I'll end with this one. Am I a bad person? From Nick. Why do nurses and first responders and teachers get the most random discounts? My popular phone provider gives discounts to anyone with these professions. But why does working a job that you chose merit 10% off at Verizon? An EMT was not forced into that field. They chose it, but somehow deserves a discount at T-Mobile more than an accountant? Uh, Could you open a taco truck with discounts for landscapers only? Whoa. Feels like a good business model, but nurses don't need their phones more or less than anyone else. (laughs) So Nick wants to know if he's a bad person. Um, don't, they kind of do, don't they? He's kind of reaching out to the right person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here, here's husband of nurse. Uh, well, I know at least first responders. Uh, they have their own. What is it called? FirstNet. Yeah, I have heard of that. Because they need to be reached in emergencies, and if they're in a place with bad cell signal or, what, or whatever, I mean, they kind of need priority there. Well, there you go, how Nick. About a, how about a discount on the phone, though? Does that? They need the good internet. But, you know. Yeah, they probably don't need the best phone. And what's a know. teacher? A teacher's going to come rescue some kid. So she needs to have the well. most up-to-date cell phone at all times. The only reason teachers need their phones to be humming is because all they're doing is making TikToks. During the school day. All right. Well, anyway, there's today's viewer mail. Yeah, we got a guest coming up. So. The Dumb Zone. Alright, little dudes, great to see you out here. My name is Thumper, and I'm going to be your cool ski instructor. His name is Thumper. We're going to take it slow, take it easy, make sure everybody has a good time. Because what is skiing about? Having a good time. That's right. Now, just a few safety things to keep in mind. First of all, look straight ahead when you ski. If you look down, you're going to fall. You're going to have a bad time. Also, be aware of skiers around you. If you run into another skier, your skis are going to cross gonna have a bad time. So where's the part where we have a good time? Hey, little dude, you got some crap right here. Well, that's my face, sir. Okay, we're gonna do this without any pulls until we know our two primary feet positions. To go slow, we wedge our skis together in the shape of a slice of pizza. Then to go faster, we put them parallel like french fries. You see that? Pizza, french fries. Pizza, french fries. You're listening to The Dumb Zone. The Puppet. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Not in front of my friends. <laughs> you did that in front of your friends. In I know, front of the world. I'm to move on. Oh, that's that's right. He doesn't want to look backwards. <laughs> that's right. At least he's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to talk court case. We're not going to talk anything uh, happened in the past. We're only going to talk future. Like Sunday... Is there a big Sunday? Game? <laughs> well, we're uh, most people are talking about the fact that we're going to do another live stream. Absolutely. And at the same time, coincidentally, there's going to be a Super Bowl. How about that? And joining us to talk about that, and really the other, the main thing they are joining us to talk about is training Jake. <laughs> right? Isn't that what these guys are known for? It's uh, uh, yeah, Bobby and Brandon Stroop who are uh, Jake's personal trainers, everything he is today, 
is yeah. thanks to them. No, don't, don't use me as an advertisement right now. But there was a time. There was a time. And you're crazy. Isn't that like you when my personal trainer was up here and he's like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no <laughs> don't publicize it. He only it. comes in once a week, maybe. Yeah. That's no, great. but uh, yeah, we've had Bobby on the show before. Brandon uh, is probably my most frequent uh, text friend where we just complain about life. <laughs> complain yeah, about I don't it. even know what I'm doing here. I don't know why <laughs> I'm on here. I don't train anybody. I'm just usually like you are introduced to someone's brother, but yeah. here we go. We're shared bond. I, I really think that is why we've bonded so much is that I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Famous be, brother. And like just freak athlete brother. Not to say that Brandon was not a good athlete, but it's just it, at some point you need to find kindred spirits. Um, but uh, Bobby – Used to own APEC. Brandon still runs APEC. It's a gym out in West Fort Worth. Um, it's an awesome place. They train kids. They train. That's a the most interesting thing I thought whenever I first started going there is I wish someone would would have taught me the proper way to run when I was like six or seven. And nobody, I mean, they're like just run, you know. And you develop bad habits, which are very, very for me were very hard to break. And I actually felt like. When I learned how to run from them, I got I was faster than I was when I was like 18 because I just learned how to do it. It's a weird thing to watch like seven-year-olds learning how to run, but it's an invaluable skill. I think it makes sense, but I mean, in, in hockey, you learn how to skate first. When, you, when you're on the swim team, you have to learn how to swim, and then, you know, everyone – you wouldn't believe the amount of resistance that we get from – coaching speed and things like that. Cause everyone's like, ah, oh, it's just, you, you're paying someone to run. I'm like, why, why would you not want to learn how to run? It's, it's, it is, it's it is weird. Every sport that you're standing up, but we're, we're like, we're frauds because we're trying to do speed camp over here. And, and yet every other sport in the world, you learn how to do the fundamental skill first. So how Jake mentioned, like when you're six, you should, are people bringing in six year olds? to train yeah so we got we got programs for kindergarten through second grade and third through fifth and then middle school and it's not this isn't like a military program it's just age appropriate long-term athletic development targets with you know things that are realistic these these kids need to come and have fun but we have a curriculum whether they know it or not it's there's loose bullet points and things they've got to do and learn and things look a lot more like animal crawl patterns different different movement things because when you're young you don't necessarily need to, to run like you run when you're older. You've got to, there's formation of the foot and different things that have got to happen. And so all these nerdy things, but, but really it's just, it's more about just getting the body to grow and neural pathways and things like that. And Brandon's job is to get people in, in the groups. And then our job is to have the right training for it to work. So yeah, now we do get the parent that'll just say, Hey, you know, I need someone that needs to train like, like Patrick needs to train. They need a quarterback coach. Who do you recommend for that? And we go through the conversation, and then at the end they'll say, oh, he's seven years old. And I'll say, well, you need to go home. You need okay. to leave me alone. And <laughs> yeah. We don't need to do that here. Um, there's a good way to do that, but there's also a lot of people that reach out thinking they need 40 hours of quarterback training at seven, uh, which is it's just not what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what's interesting about the Patrick thing is I imagine it's been great for business, but also brought in a lot of people that are really annoying. As parents, it, it's not really that good for business. I, and it's this is a crazy thing. I think Dan might uh, like this because it's it, it's interesting. And I've heard a lot of his uh, his business talks, but 
basically when you have somebody like him, it's really polarizing because there's two things that happen. One, there's a group of parents, especially mothers that will say, well, if they work with this person, why would they care about my kids? So then you lose that whole population of people that think that way. And then the next thing is I want the same attention that he, he's getting. And if I'm not, I'm definitely not going there. So that's another population you completely lose. And then if someone has this type of personality where they feel like they want to be, I don't know, competitive with someone like Patrick, or they, they're on a track that they're better than him, uh, then they really rival you and, and don't want to come to you. And so I, I don't think that it's really that good for business because you, well, and I know it isn't because if we look at our numbers, I mean, we had guys throw perfect games. We had, you know, all-stars. We had NFL pro bowlers, Super Bowl champions when, when Patrick was in middle school, um, before he played anything. And that stuff doesn't move the needle more than a couple percent. And it's only for a month or so because those, the people that are into that, that their IQ to where that brings them in, it's just, it, we're not a good product for them because we're not going to do the same thing. Um, the, these, these things aren't realistic as far as time investment. And it just ends up not, not really moving the needle for the business. The only thing that works is doing a good job for people that the, the better, a better product for us is a kid that couldn't get off the bench. And then all of a sudden the parents are like, what did he do? You know, because nobody thinks that, that what Patrick's doing has a, has a huge correlation to their own kid. And so Brandon could probably speak more to it, but it really doesn't help. I mean, I turn into a bouncer when he's in here. So we've had people hide yeah. behind the car and I've wait for him that. to get done training. There's there's pickleball athletes that'll come in and tell me they need their program signed, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, breaking in the facility to shake his hand. I'm like, what does that do for you with your hand? But um, <laughs> and it, <laughs> logistically, it creates a few issues for us with that. You got to keep it a secret. You kind of want to keep it under wraps so he can come in and work and uh, do what he needs to do because he he takes the work seriously um and then the only thing i get to do is make his shakes when he's done so that's <laughs> that's kind of where i fit. when did Mahomes start with you guys how old was he he was nine he was really young wow and uh yeah you don't look that old how old <laughs> how old are you i'm 43 okay um, yeah, and I guess I forget Patrick Mahomes isn't very old either. No, yeah, he's twenty-eight. Yeah, so. um, he's just done so much. Um, and I saw you on the. the uh, we we're talking earlier. What's that document? Just the quarter, the, I think it's just the quarterback. It's called quarterback. Yep. The the Netflix documentary and just I guess talk a little bit about maybe you know some of the different things. It it just feels like you you have some different. Uh, would you say unorthodox training with him? Yeah, I think it's out of the box. And I think some people kind of regard me as a, a bit of a pirate in this, this whole thing. I don't really fit with the therapists or the trainers and it's a, it's a little bit different, but I think more than anything, since he's my primary focus, it's watching how he likes to play the game. And we've got to come up with ways like, I'm not going to change the way he's, he's playing this thing. So I've got to come up with ways to safeguard him or give him any type of tools that I can to continue to, to play it the way, he, the way he wants to. And so I've had to learn the hard way uh, about things that matter and things that don't with him. And there's a lot of things that are really unique to his body and really unique to his style of play that if I don't touch on it on a weekly basis in the season, then he's at, he's at a lot of risk. And so a lot of the things that you saw, 
the entire Netflix, you know, production team probably showed up 30, I don't know, 20 to 30 times randomly. And some of these times it's five in the morning, sometimes two in the afternoon or late at night. Um, and those, those weren't scripted. That was stuff that we were doing. I mean, we, we made a decision, like, we're not going to do anything for the camera in this thing. This is, we're just going to do what we do. And if they get something that, that is going to be relevant, that's great. But, you know, all those back bends, all those crawls, all the different things he has to do with his feet and the stretches, that's, those are routines that if he doesn't do it, you can really see the difference on, you know, how he moves and how he plays. Um, and that's, that's how all that stuff came about. It's not just something like this is what we do. It, it more or less is a lot of that was reactive to things that we had to do to either rehab him uh, at certain points or, or it was a, a guess at preparation for how he likes to do things. Speaking of the rehab thing, I mean, it must just be constant having to keep him right, you know, through the season. It feels like he's able to do what he does because he's able to fight through injury at such a high level. I mean, are you? how often do you guys work? Like, is it dependent on how his body's feeling or is, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me how to get a quarterback through an entire NFL season. Yeah. The off season's easy because you know, you're five days a week uh, unless he's gone or out of town and then you plan, you plan to work him harder in those spurts where you know he's going to be missing. But in the in season, we, we generally schedule, if it's a Sunday to Sunday week, we're going to have an A day, a B day, a C day. So that's going to be your Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. That's going to be, if everything's perfect world, that's what we're doing. Um, now when he's hurt, you know, all bets are off and we're going to do as much as we have to do, you know, anytime that we need to do it to get him ready. Like last year, last year was a nightmare. I mean, it was an MVP season, but you know, he had a, the first game, he had a high ankle sprain on the right. Uh, then he had an MCL sprain. He had a, um, fibular up slip, which is like not technically a fracture, but it's, it, it's pretty intense. Then he had a, a fractured left wrist, which no one knew about and couldn't, I mean, it was on the injury report risk, but it, it was a big problem in his non-throwing hand. He had a neck issue. Then he got then he got hit by Bosa, and he had a back issue. And it was every week, you know, it was a it was a challenge to be able to sprint full speed by you know by Friday. And then you get to the playoffs, and you guys saw what happened. We couldn't really keep that under wraps, and that was around the clock, two times a day. Um, and we knew we had to hurt him more physically to get him ready to play and we knew we were gonna have to fix in the off season this year is completely different he, he has not had anything knock on wood that's been a problem it's it, it it's been there's been other problems that everybody can see right but it's been a, it's been a way different season from a physical standpoint it's been a dream it, it couldn't be better i mean he, right now and in the playoffs hopefully you can see it is he's he's feeling great his body's light he's healthy and I, he has never been this healthy in a Super Bowl. So it's a contrast to two different years. And a lot of that's luck. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive line and the play calling and Patrick being more aware of, of what to do with the ball. And even, even if you're in a uh, situation where you're losing a game. So it's been different. That's for sure. All right. When you mentioned high ankle sprain, that mem- triggers like a memory of mine. And I, if you know me, then you know that's uh, shaky. So was that the – the injury against the Browns when they still ended up winning with their backup quarterback and 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 people saying he shouldn't have been ready in a whole in a week was that what he had was that a couple years ago that was that was three years ago and that was when the guy twisted his neck it looked like a UFC move 
or uh, yeah, and it basically gave him, he kind of went unconscious for a second. It wasn't a concussion. He got choked out. That game he had to come out, but he also broke his foot in that game in the first quarter. Um, and so that was a that was a mess. And the next week he played, and everyone was up, well, he had a concussion. We didn't have a concussion. He got choked out. He, you can kind of see the play of a really dirty play. And then, yeah, Chad Henney did, but take, took him all the way or took them all the way through the game and they won. And then they ended up getting uh, beaten by Tampa Bay badly in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We had, that, that year we had uh, seven offensive linemen out. And I, I'm not making excuses, but you, you've never seen a team in the Super Bowl on their eighth through. No, he had you know, no time. Oh, it was insane. But um, So he broke, we, his, he broke his foot? Yeah, he broke his foot. So he fractured what's called your plantar plate. And he, he was on the verge of a, a Liz Frank, but then he also severed three or four different tissues because – he got stepped on and it created the fraction and he kept playing and they kept, they, they ran option and did some things. And when you play on a broken foot like that and you're running full speed, anytime you get above five meters per second and you've got a fracture, things are going to tear. It's like, it's like running down the road on a flat tire. You're just, you're messing things up. And so we had to spend that entire off season, you know, he had reconstructive surgery and all these different things. And we had to spend that entire off season, just get, getting him to where he could even move his foot correctly. Uh, so the next year was a pretty big challenge. But last year, remember the Jacksonville game where the guy purposely fell on his ankle, like rolled him up, and he couldn't walk. He had to come out of the game again. Chad Haney played. Um, and then he came back in the fourth quarter and led them on a couple touchdown drives hurt. Like they, he was hopping around, literally hopping and throwing, throwing the ball. And then the next week we had the Bengals. And then, you know, in the Eagles, he broke a couple runs with his ankle. And, uh, okay, yeah, and yeah. We had to pay for it all off season, but it's you know what are you going to do? I, I I know a lot of guys in his position will put on a front, <clears throat> um, but I just felt like every time that he was in there, not like he wants people coming up to ask for autographs, but it just he just seemed like a really normal, chill dude. Every time I saw him with you, Brandon, he just I don't know. There are, there are definitely quarterbacks that are in elite spots that when you go to, when you see them at a gym or a workout, like you know that they're thinking. I am the shit, and I would like you to respect that. And I just never got that vibe from him. I always feel weird, you know. Like um, we were both sports nerds growing up. I couldn't imagine to be able to work with the the athletes we get to work with. But I'll kind of try to come in and avoid him, and just walk straight through the front. But he'll he'll make a point to say, "Hey, B, like, come on, where you at? Come over here, say what's up." Um, so he's just he's just like that. I mean, it's tough. He'll sit up at the front desk, and there's a glass window, and everyone can see him. And he just wants to hang out for a few minutes while he's while he's resting after a workout. So he's been the same since I met him way back when. Um, really thankful that that he's been good to me and the family. I mean, having us, you know, part of his life, and they they try to do anything they can to help us out. And they have you know commercials up at the facility, all kinds of stuff. It's it's been it's been a really big blessing um, for us. Um, and, and how he treats us is, is just top notch. So, so when uh, you know Tiger would make a crazy shot or something, and people would be like, "Yeah, but he practices that kind of stuff. He will put stuff in front of his ball." Uh, Luca, same thing, makes crazy shots, and they're like, "Yeah, no, he's." It's not like that was lucky. He actually does that all the time. Um, what about like Mahomes? You know, when he'll throw. He's falling down 90 degrees, you know, he's parallel with the ground and he makes a, you know, 30-yard throw downfield. Is he working on that stuff with you guys? Yes and no. I mean, I think 
a lot of the quarterback world tries to recreate these off-platform throws, and I think it's a big mistake. I, I think that's probably the wrong way to go about it. For us, we, we do these cool-down exercises, and we do these conditioning drills, and, and then every week in the season, I have him do these things on air with just a towel and a ball in his hand. Um, and what, all I'm trying to do is work on flexibility. There's there's something called fascial lines in the body, and there's there's 12 different meridians, and you guys don't care, but the, the bottom line is, is if you don't create some type of connectivity and fluent motion, then, then the body's not going to utilize those tools when it gets put in situations to do that. And so what we'll do is have him, have him move in certain movement patterns, like maybe just a basic skip. And then I'm moving along the side on the right. And then when, if I say ball, then he just gets the ball out. So it doesn't matter what angle it is, his job is just get the ball out. And then I may have him in a cross in front pattern and I may be behind him and I call ball and he just turns around and throws it that way. So, to, I'd be lying if I if I told you that we didn't work on these things, but it's not it's not like we're doing quarterback drills. It's just to keep his body loose, keep him flowing because he's a, he's a, he's an athlete that's kind of like he's very comparable to Luca as far as the way he moves, in my opinion. And that these guys get got to get in a flow and a rhythm, and they're creative personalities that you, if you box them up or you give them this technical model, like if I try to make him, if I was rigid and hit him over the head every week, like. Um, like you got to throw the ball like Peyton Manning. You need to hold the ball high and tight and, and throw the ball down over the head. It, he, it would be a disaster. That's not that's not what he is. So one of the things that I have to do is try to make sure that he moves freely and feels like he can do all these things and he can feel with his body that, yeah, I am fluid. It's almost like a shortstop in the way he likes to move. And so we do work on it. And I think Jake's seen some of that so locomotion protocols that we, we call it and – Man, I, I can't tell you how many times that I've just been sitting there and he's throwing the ball behind his back and hit me in the chest or bounced it off my head or my hands. Like, I, I don't even always – and I'm there all the time, and I don't ever expect some of these things. But the best throws I've ever seen this guy make are, have not been in the game. I've, I've seen him out on the field just him freelancing and doing this stuff. So to, to answer your question, Dan, I don't think that, that those things he's doing out there, that's not the first time he's done it. I mean, I've, I've seen it since he's been young. Well, the yelling ball thing makes sense. Like, now you're throwing it now. Yeah. Wherever you are, and that sometimes happens in a game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and what separates him is he just – I feel like when he's out there, he always feels like something's going to come open. Either I'm going to be able to run it, I'm going to pitch it to this guy. If that's not open, I'll just do this. I don't think he ever feels like the door is closed on a play. And I think that point guard, you know, type of mentality um, – I think that serves him. I think he plays the position like a point guard. Well, boys, it's been fun to catch up. Was uh, I, I, got little, hear... I got a little bit more. Okay. If I mean, if we could give closing remarks. I don't know if we're keeping you guys too long. I'm just wondering overall training, because obviously Mahomes, I'm pretty sure he played a bunch of baseball too, and I don't know if he also played other sports. But, um, uh, you know, you guys see the, the – the crazy uh, parent, I've seen it at a very low level. But, uh, like, what age do you guys say you should start specializing? Brennan? Yeah. Um, parent, I think I, like, tell, give, me, give him a parent story without mentioning names. Because that's got to be a common I, thing. Like, I, I yeah, want a, my kid to start playing football problem. now, and that's it. Um, I think what we recommend, we don't start – doing sports specific training until they get into high school, right? All the, all the studies, everything, multi-sport athletes always make it further. You got to have the creativity in there. Um, you've got to, 
you've got to give your body time to see what it can do, you know, and translate that to other sports. But we start that training in high school. I mean, but, but like I said earlier, people want their kid getting quarterback training when they're six years old. And now we have baseball players that play what, 10 months out of the year. We're having UCLs at 15 years old. Like I'm having kids rehab UCLs at 15 and 16 now. Um, and there's gets to a point where it's too much too, too soon. Um, and you gotta let kids be kids. Um, I think what we fight a little bit is that, um, when we were little, we would just go out in the neighborhood. We're from a small town. You just, you're playing sandlot baseball. Okay. Or you're playing basketball that day. You're playing out in the yard. I just don't think kids get that kind of interaction and play those sports that way anymore. I think you it's make your own football field, the trees at the goal line and the driveways, the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, we were battling out there. Bobby's friends were beating the hell out of me. That, that stuff was happening from when I was young. Um, but I just don't think kids get that exposure. So they'll just, hey, I'll, this kid, he likes doing this. I'm going to put him in this, and he's going to do it all year. Yeah. So I, I just, that's not super healthy. And get burnt out. How yeah, about? I don't think they should specialize until their junior year of high school. I think girl, some girls, maybe their sophomore year, the gymnastics track is early. But there's, there's plenty of evidence. I mean, we, we have seen – I don't know, at this point, 180 athletes make professional sports in six different sports that we started with a lot of these kids in fourth grade, third grade, and the majority of them don't specialize in that sport till they're sophomores or juniors in high school. And a lot of people argue with me and I'll tell them that's fine, but you haven't seen it. We, we've seen like 50,000 athletes. So I can tell you, you're wrong. I can say, no, you're wrong. I, I've seen girls go play division one that never played the sport never did select anything. And I just don't buy the, the specialization thing. It's kind of, in my mind, it's a, it's a fear of missing out thing. And it, it, there's no research that says that it's effective. The 10,000 hour rule thing, that was a violins. And that was, that, that's, that it's, it's all just completely misguided. And I, I don't think it's necessary at all. I think sure. you could even say about the 10,000 hour thing, and not apply it to one specific thing, but apply it to learning how to use your body, which yeah. will be applicable in any other sport. So it doesn't have to be 10,000 hours of basketball, baseball, football. It's just learning how to move your body. And that's not just mean like, oh, you're going to get ripped. Look at Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just want to be able to move your body, you know, and be bendy and flexible and to me, that's that's what I think. What what they do, that what I think about what they do is so cool. Is that that is what they do with those kids? What yeah, about I mean, what's that? Go ahead. Well, I mean, when you're young and you think about this, like your your body is building a map, right? And so the more diversity and variability you have in the sports you play or whatever you do, you're building a bigger map structure in your brain for your body to be able to navigate. Well, if you only play one sport. I mean, you're, you're building a very, very, very narrow set of roads to, to one place. And it just doesn't end up working out because the way that the neurology works and the brain works is wherever you've been is kind of where you're going. And the more places you've been, even if you weren't good at it, it just creates more opportunity and more, more ways to solve other problems. And so I try to tell parents this and they'll argue with me and I'll just say, like, it's fine. You don't have to, like, we're not the, we're not the place for you. I mean, we're not going to do... I'm not going to do football training with a seven-year-old. I'm just not going to do it. I've never done it. We're ne we've never done it. We're not going to do it now. And <clears throat> the, the movement, you know, conquers all. The, the more ways you can move, the more problems you can solve. It doesn't matter what what you play. And I think it's a really hard concept. And when you're a parent, you know, I got, I got two daughters. It, it, 
it, it begins to be harder when you're having these conversations with them and all their friends are doing all this stuff and you guys have been there, but it just, you know, overwhelming evidence that it just doesn't work to specialize. What's your involvement with uh, Patrick's or just everyone's nutrition that you guys train? You know, we're not licensed nutritionists, so we can give advice and we keep things conceptual. With Patrick, I'm really involved with his nutrition and um, he's got a chef and all that. But what we generally do with kids is give guidelines like, hey, how much water should you drink? And it's half your body weight in ounces. So helping a kid with that, we know how much most kindergartners weigh. And so we start telling them this many bottles a day and then we make them repeat it. And then they have to go home and tell their parents and then things as simple as eat three colors every meal, which is, it sounds like not a big deal, but you start giving kids principles instead of telling them what to eat. And I think it, it helps with their decision-making. So that's where we start with it. But with someone like Patrick, I mean, yeah, I know we got a lot of publicity this week and probably not in the ways that you would want or he would want, but I will tell you, and I, and I would challenge you guys like name on your hand, how many hall of fame pitchers and quarterbacks you know that were ripped and had a six pack and you're not going to get to five. And there's a reason because anaerobic power, being able to repeat that, having that endurance and being able to sustain that type of, of really, really forced transmission, forced uh, conduction. You, you, if you don't like that, you your body part, period. It, and it just, it's, it, there's, there's overwhelming evidence of that too. And so for Patrick, I need his body fat to be a 13, 13 to 15% in the season if I, in the playoffs, I want to dip down, you know, you got to take risk in the playoffs. You run more, you get leaner. And why? Because you only have four games. So, so those things are calculated and why it may look to, you know, to, to that idiot on the Colin Coward show, show that there's a big problem and we're negligent. What it really means is, is that this guy's got to absorb a lot of force. If, if you're going to take hits from somebody that's 250 pounds running 20 miles an hour that you don't even see, if you don't have fat, you're going to get hurt. I don't care what anybody tells me. I've learned this the hard way. And look at pitchers. There's a lot of pitchers that are 220 pounds, you know, that 5'11", and if you drop them down to 180, their arm tears up in, in three months. We, I know this because we've done it. We've had, we've had teams say, hey, I need this guy to get lean. They get lean, they blow their arm out, like in three months. And I've just learned that, that the body needs body fat, I went back and studied a lot of the old gladiator type of era. And a lot of those guys were big and they were big in the sense that they had body fat and they could sustain a beating and they could keep going. And I think there's merit to that. It starts with that. And then it ends with the evidence that we have with quarterbacks and pitchers right now. That's uh, yeah, that's good. You need to be Luca's spokesman at the beginning of the season <laughs> when he's, when he's like, look, I need a little of this. <laughs> Basketball's um, a little different. It's a little different. Um, do you have Taylor Swift's number in your phone? <laughs> All right. First off, no. Okay. But if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it is very uh, funny though that his, you know, his wife was like, she was an intern, right? Yeah. Like really? when I first started there, you know, I'm walking in at five or six o'clock in the morning, and there's, you know, kind of, she's kind of there to like make sure you're not coming in if you don't work out there and then help them throughout the day and I'm like hey hey and now she's like friends with the, the most famous person on the planet she loves Brandon I mean she loves Brandon they both do I, neither one of them enjoy their time with me as much because I'm just a, I'm, I'm the one that's on them all the time but 
She loves Brandon. I did only, yeah, yeah I, I only asked her to clean the windows one time. I learned not to do that uh, again pretty quickly. But yeah, they're they're great to me. They they let me meet the baby and all that stuff. I'm the fun guy. I don't have to train anybody or hold them accountable. I, I get kind of chubby too. We we love it. So. <laughs> and uh, did this is my last thing. I think. Um, did Jake catch a pass from Patrick Mahomes? Because he yes. says that about every other five, every five <laughs> minutes or so, he'll tell me. I saw. How did you not see the video? <laughs> they I think saw. they think it's like AI or it's doctored or something. I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, you could do anything with. Yeah. It. Not only did he catch a pass from Patrick, it was a. I think he was running backwards and turned around. Yeah, you never um, know. Yeah, and then and then you caught one from Jalen Hurts as well. No, it was. Uh, 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 why am I blanking? Not Shane Bouchel. Sam Ellinger? It was Ellinger, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought Jalen was there that day. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. That was cool watching just – that's kind of like the stuff he, Bobby was talking about he does with them. Like okay. He's out there on their little – it's like a little side field doing crazy stuff. I once dropped a pass from Stephen McGee. <laughs> that's my claim <laughs> to fame. So did a lot of Aggies, but um, I've never seen somebody catch like Jake did. He hit, almost hit the ground. He just <laughs> took his arm straight up, and he dropped to the floor. I was so I was so scared. I didn't have gloves yeah, on. If he would have dropped it, I would have been so embarrassed. I, I would have had to quit. That's why he he kept telling me like, "Go, go," and I'm like, "No, man, no," because yeah, I would have. You would you would send me that video every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> I told Patrick too. I was like, "Don't take it easy." You yeah. guys, you guys have any? Is there any superstitions like a game? You know, Super Bowl day. Did did you do something uh, the Tampa year that that you did differently the other years? And like, oh, let's not do that. Besides, face Tom Brady. <laughs> I suppose that's that helps. I don't think Tom Brady was a big of a problem that day. Is uh, as like four Hall of Fame defensive linemen and four two four three linebackers. So yeah. Like, um, no, man. I, you know, Patrick is very superstitious. I guess I am too, from a you know standpoint of, yeah. There's pretty much nothing we did that year that we're doing again. <laughs> but then everything we did last year, we're doing we're doing again as as well. So, and he does the same warm up. He does the same thing every pregame. He eats the same things. He's wears the same you know tights. Like, what does he eat? Um, he's pretty he's pretty consistent in that on game day. <laughs> and I and I don't know that I should uh, talk too much about this, but I mean he he's like a pancake guy and a banana, you know. And he'll have a little coffee, and that's it. He he doesn't he doesn't do a lot. He'll have another banana at halftime. I mean, if, if you want no one to find out about what you say, you're on the right podcast. Yeah, we are. You are. <laughs> we are in the dark, brother. <laughs> but he's he's basic. Uh, you know, he, he just he, he's a routine guy, and so if you were and I think the Netflix series hit on this. Like they showed, I, I want to say five or six different pregames, and they were able to make it show like he's doing the exact same thing every every single time, as far as his upper body movement stretches. I mean, he does this thing where he likes to to shoot a basket like a one on one with the football. Um, he likes to run one or two routes, and he always has the same guy throw to him. He has the same coach beside him catching catching the balls to hand them to him. Um, and you know, you, you go back and look at what Justin Justin Tucker kn- knew that last week, and he was just trying to. Oh, to okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that that whole thing was him just trying to trying to throw him off because he knows Patrick's. You know, okay, because Kelsey was getting most of the 
at least if you care about online <laughs> heat. Like, oh, look yeah, at yeah. he was being such a jerk. He wouldn't let uh, Justin Tucker warm up. Well, the camera only caught Kelsey's reaction. But if you if you go back, I have a video of because somebody sent it to me and was like, dude, this is this is happening. Um, Patrick kicked his stuff. Did you see Patrick kick his stuff? I didn't see that one. No. So everybody saw Travis throw the footballs in the helmet, right? Okay. Well, before that, Tucker set up right where they were doing. Get him and the other quarterback were doing their drops. They're doing the same. They're doing the end zone every game. Every, most teams do. Tucker put his tee down right right where Patrick would drop back. So if he would have just done his drop back, he could have tripped or whatever. Well, Patrick did his drop back and, and hit it and kind of tripped, but he didn't knock it down. So then he saw it and he looked down and he kicked it. And he kicked when he kicked it. He kicked it like five yards. Justin looked at him and he's like, and went and grabbed it and put it right back behind him. Well, then Patrick grabbed it and threw it. So that happened. That happened first. Then Tucker went and put his helmet and his footballs there, and then Travis got involved. Um, and that's what that's what everybody saw. But that really wasn't the beginning. And look, man, these Ravens guys. Like, I love the Ravens. I love the organization. I love Lamar. But. They were talking trash all week, which is so stupid. And the thing that I hated about it, it was real passive aggressive. It's like, well, he puts on his pants like everybody else. Well, I didn't mean anything by that, but I did. Or we face good quarterbacks, or we're this and that. It's like, if you're going to talk trash, like say it with your chest. I mean, what, are, what are we doing? We're supposed to be the Ravens. So chalk trash or not, because it's already on the bulletin board. And then when you, you send your kicker to, 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 to rough up the two best players on the team, what are we doing? <laughs> Well, I'm telling you guys, um, you don't want to watch a game with Bobby. It's the most <laughs> stress-inducing thing you'll ever see. Like, even sitting in Arrowhead, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is so stressful. He's pacing up and down, it, like high-fiving people when it goes well. He's getting into fights on Twitter and the stands. Um, it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. Got to bring the juice. I like watching Bobby's Twitter on game day. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Bengals game day. That's oh my god! Yeah, right there. Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, it's great to catch up. Enjoy your week, and uh, I'm sure I will be texting both of you on Sunday. Thanks for having us. All awesome. the best. Thanks, guys. See yeah. Thanks. You. All right. That was cool. Do I X out now, Blake? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we also will record some of that on video for the Soch, right, Blake? Is that the whole deal? Yeah. I mean, engagement, right? Engagement. <laughs> Am check. I right? Yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. And I know, like, sometimes, you know, some of the stuff that Bobby's saying, we're just looking at each other like, do I, can I do a sit-up? Because, like, he's that in-depth with, like, his understanding of the body and how this and that works with each other. It's, you know, it's a lot like Jameis, you know, you, you got your elbows. What's <laughs> yeah. that at the bottom? <laughs> That's your, your, the, what's the elbow of the knee or of the, uh, of the, of the leg is the knee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have more sports. We certainly do. Oh, this doesn't fit, right? It doesn't, but I kind of like the bit now. <laughs> okay. The more sports is soccer. That's a sport. So they say. So they say. They say it's very popular in certain areas. And the World Cup uh, press conference was yesterday to announce 
who got the World Cup final. And, all right, let me get rid of this. Come on, pal. We like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. We need the fast one. You never put the fast one in there for me. Or at least I don't know where it is. Um, No, so I... You know what? The only thing I don't really have... Well, I'll, I'll tell you as we go through this, because okay. I know you saw some Jerry, and you listened to the entire Jerry, I think. Yeah. It's not four or five minutes, but yeah. So they had a press conference, and um, I take you to the way I consumed this was uh, this morning from the WFAA stream. So Channel 8 had a stream hosted by Mike Leslie and some soccer guy. He's that he's their soccer guy, and uh, well, I'll just take you to Mike Leslie's opening remarks. We are thirteen-ish uh, minutes away from the worst kept secret in all of sports becoming <laughs> official. Uh, we're pretty sure. We'll wait for it to be officially announced, but we're pretty sure that yeah. AT&T Stadium will be announced as the host site for the 2026 World Cup Final, July 19th of 2026. All the eyes of the sports world will be on that building right there, AT&T Stadium, for the World Cup Final. Again, there, there are other possibilities. SoFi in, yeah. uh, in L.A., MetLife Stadium in New York. Chances are good it's going to be AT&T Stadium, and it's going to be a very uh, celebratory atmosphere in Arlington very soon. Definitely. I mean, it's today's the day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, like you said, it's the worst-kept secret in sports. It's been reported on – I don't know, three, three, four times in the past two years. So um, if it wasn't AT&T Stadium, I would be very shocked. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Boy, that S-eating tone, too, of like, yeah, okay. They haven't said it yet, but I think we all know. And it's going to be the greatest day in the history of Dallas-Fort Worth when we get the World Cup final, which I am certain we are getting. Back to you. It's just so fun knowing. Oh, yeah. Knowing the end result is that they didn't get it. Yeah. This is gold. And that everybody is so disappointed. But um, as they're leading up to the big announcement, and they're thinking they're 13 minutes away. I don't know if he said that in that cut. He but did, that, yeah. that's Okay, so. 13-ish. 13-ish. That's I don't think we found out for over an hour from when he said that. Uh, but this is, so they were, they were throwing it to different news packages as well to kill some time. And they threw it to a news package where they were, giving you an old familiar song but getting the maximum number and the final well that'd be a massive boost for north texas the dallas sports commission compared it to hosting eight super bowls eight super bowls create up to three thousand jobs and have an impact worth 400 million (laughs) dollars i love it did not make 400 million dollars every single time and Every single you never really learn until you know way after the fact when they're like, eh, no, it actually, you know who it did. It made four hundred million for like this guy, like Jerry made, right? But like as far as like that money coming into the community, right? Like the guy and just being won't. spread around. That's not the way that's going at all. Like the guy who owns like the chicken restaurant across the street just walks out and throws a pile of cash in the air as business owners everywhere celebrate. That's that's how they that's how they snow us. Well, yeah, I mean the local Arlington businesses like the Walmart across the street and the Canes <laughs> there on the corner, and you got. <laughs> okay, at least they're not the Cowboys, although Walmart 
kind of is. Let's continue to uh, tease what's coming up. Again, we are standing by waiting for news to come down. It's It's been reported three, four times over now over the course of the last couple of years that AT&T Stadium in Arlington would be the host site for the 2026 World Cup Final. So if that's not the news that is revealed over the course of the next 10, 15 minutes or so, yeah. it would be rather shocking. Yeah, so <laughs> now, we're, now we're like, we're... 20 minutes in, but he's still saying 10, 10 15, 15, I don't yeah. know. Like, stay tuned. Stay with us here. So I'm sure you guys have known this for a long time, but I wasn't made aware until the Rangers parade about the local news people that have to go unscripted. Yeah. And the comedy there. Well, that's just what like we're getting into. <laughs> constantly resetting. Yeah. Don't really know how to end my sentence here, but uh, just stay tuned. I feel like you must have, but you don't. You didn't see the sheet I have. But that is a perfect segue into, I believe, what's coming up this this next cut. For somebody like you, as big a soccer fan as I personally know, yeah, what would this mean? Well, that guy makes for, for Blake me sound like I, I'm sliced alone. Back it up. Hey. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You know. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For somebody fan. like you. As big a soccer fan as I personally know. Yeah. <laughs> what would this mean? For, for me personally, I, I'm just super excited that, um, you know, I watched, I've always watched the World Cup, you know, as a casual sports fan. I didn't really get into um, covering soccer as, as, as uh, much as I did until I, I was working in Austin and uh, Austin FC. That's the biggest soccer fan you know? Um, I started covering Hold on. soccer at MLS. You know? <laughs> Hold on. He went out on the limb wouldn't, to say he normally watched the World Cup. As a casual fan, wouldn't the biggest soccer fan... Like, for me, I would say, like, Peter Welpton or Andy Swift. Yeah, they they who, take tri- trips to England yeah, and every couple years. Yeah, they've been, like, living, years. breathing, and dying with it since they right. were I grew up, I, 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 I was a, Yeah, I was really into yeah, you know, this my guy's dad. Like, well, a, a job made me start watching it. So I so did. So I kind of <laughs> like it now. International. Um, more uh, feverishly, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the... And like I said, I was two years old whenever the, the, when it uh, came here last time. So mm-hmm. I don't obviously I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, and this is something that will be cool for me personally, soccer fan. You know, I want to, um, you know, be be here to to cover it and um, and just enjoy it, uh, all the festivities that come around it. Mm. So <laughs> it's going to be from what I just learned there. It's going to be kind of cool for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, eh, I'll, otherwise, I mean, unless I'm busy that day. I mean, I'll watch <laughs> probably. I don't know if I have laundry. Then maybe skip the game. <laughs> All right, we are uh, we're still kind of reading the tea leaves, and we're still teasing ahead here. FIFA confirms match. Dallas will have nine games. FIFA, okay. So there's one more. There's one more to be had. I wonder what I that wonder one's be. where it might be. What it oh. might be. But what it make, might and be. And that makes sense because if you think about it, the way that they've laid it out, there's five group stage matches. Mm-hmm. They've done two uh, two uh, round of or group of sixteens. And then um, a group of eight, and so then they're not going to give them a semifinal two because you know, they want to divvy it out. Right. And so right. that, in my mind, that would open the the door for the final to be Jerry World. Pretty, it's, <laughs> who could it be? It's pretty much, it's pretty much all laid out there in front of us here. It's we're still just kind of waiting. Uh, Mike Leslie just dead set. He is very sure. 
that it's going to be Dallas, and he just wishes it would happen. Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president, confirming just a moment ago, Dallas will host more matches than any of the other host cities for oh, the good. 2026 World Cup. Nine of the 104 matches in total. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for the site to host the most to not host the final. Why? Well, there you go. Why? Why would that have any bearing on it at all? If you already have the most, yeah. Like, why would it make any sense to be like, oh, okay, well, then let's just give them another one? That actually would make sense. Like, you tell the city that's getting it, like, hey, you're only getting five, but you're getting the big one. So we teased, what, the next uh, 13 minutes when we started? Yeah. Ish. Yeah, ish. Right, Blake. Thank you. Let's <laughs> fast forward 55 more n- minutes oh from that. Because <laughs> yeah, we're here. Are we bumping up against young Sheldon or something? We're, we're here. <laughs> That's CBS, and you know that. New York, New Jersey gets really? the final. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Wow. You probably just heard it reverberate across our newsroom. The final no, will no. not be we can in only hear Dallas. You guys. It will not be in Arlington. It will not be at AT&T Stadium. It'll how, be a, how, far, how far did my jaw just drop there live on the air? I'm, I'm a little shocked myself. I can only imagine wow. how shocked Jerry Jones must be, Monica Paul must be, Dan Hunt must be right now. This, again, we're talking about reported multiple times over, three, four times over. Here's where you start getting that CYA mode. That the final would be it's not our fault here. Stadium in Arlington, FIFA drops a bomb, and it will not be in Arlington. And I'm wondering what the YouTube. That's that's exactly what I went. Now, my goodness. The YouTube comments. Oh yeah, because you said this is live streamed. Yes. Yeah. So they're they're streaming on YouTube. They need someone to go. Check out the comments, Blake. And yeah. often the, the comments will really put everything into perspective. Sure. So, yeah, let's 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 read some YouTube comments. <laughs> Money Pit Castle from Santa Fe says, LMAO, <laughs> they did us dirty. <laughs> Michelle says, wow. Lissandro says, why? Look at the chat. Why? What? Well, Nick no. a bunch of sad games. They're just reading today. wows and whys? <laughs> <laughs> this is, Wow. Wow. I'm legitimately surprised. I mean, maybe it was reported a bunch and maybe, you know. But if if I'm Mike Leslie, the reason I'm so, like, it's in the bag already is he knows that he could get to go to a World Cup final and cover it. Which is, no matter if you like soccer or not, probably an insane scene. Like, Yeah, I don't know, because... One of the least fun games I was ever at was the Super Bowl here. Because... I didn't know you went. Yeah, I went to the Super Bowl that was here. Okay. I had standing room only. and But it was very... You know, it's like there's... Oh, it's, yeah. it's very corporate. Well, I mean, Jerry but, World is that anyway. But here's the thing, man. But it's very corporate. The fans... I know, and everybody I know who's gone... Even if I actually know people who have gone when it was their team who were like, "This is I'd rather be at a home game." Yeah, in the playoffs, I'll give soccer credit. This though, you there's it's impossible to pr- produce a boring environment in a in a World Cup, especially when you're in the the final. It's insane, you know. The the yeah, the, I wonder. I mean, I think about so whatever country 
they have the funds to travel here and then pay the exorbitant cost it's going to cost to get in there. And- they have enough people who will. It's their. Do they? That's there are people that will. I mean, so, that is their life's goal. So even the big money people in Argentina or wherever are a lot more fired up than Jerry's than- buddies. Okay, I promise you, dude. I promise you, it'll be a it'll be lit. Maybe even Liddy. Because Super Bowls are not lit. Cammy. No. No, it's and you know neither are cowboy games, but I still think uh, it's funny just winding it back fifteen minutes and listening. Who could it be? So now we've got. <laughs> you love this, Blake. We throw it to a press conference. I, I was I was having way more fun before you made the connection that 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 guy sounds a lot like me. He doesn't sound a lot like. And you. now it's not as fun. It was just that one little part. Because I want to rip the guy. <laughs> you can rip someone that sounds like you. It doesn't sound like he's like a TV guy. I'll tell you no. that. He's, he's a writer. He's, he's not adding much. No. Well, he did read those comments. you got to yeah. give him that. Okay. He said that Lucy said, wow. <laughs> so I'm just going chronologically on my WFA stream from yesterday. So then they throw it out to AT&T Stadium. By the way, did you hear that? So the World Cup... No matter what stadium you play in, they will not refer to that stadium with their name. Whoever bought the naming rights, because they never paid the World Cup anything. So what did they just say from here in Arlington? Even worse. Ooh. Have you guys not heard this? No. My gosh. I unless never thought it, I'd break- it, unless I well, go ahead and I'll tell you. I think I know where you're going. They're going to call it Dallas Stadium. Yeah. Okay. I know that's the part that everybody was. <laughs> yeah. And so like New York Stadium, yeah. Dallas Stadium, Los Angeles Stadium. They will not call it by whoever paid for the naming rights. And yeah, well, and you know what? So AT and T also did not pay me. <laughs> so why would I? Why would the Dallas Morning News? Why would anybody? Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I know that people. I did see that people were mad about Dallas even being involved in this, as I think we're going to get to. We're going to get to there. But I didn't know it was because of the stadium thing. But there's no way in hell they were going to come back from break. And people in, uh, you know, Japan or, you know, Belgium, they're not going to say, here from Arlington, Texas. They barely even do that on NFL games. Right. But it's... Uh, it is delicious. So... Coming off your trash parade. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what you're wondering. You're like, my gosh, I'm kind of surprised by this uh, This as well. I need some perspective. I wonder what Emmett Smith thinks. <laughs> what? And Emmett, you, you are a famous soccer dad again. I mentioned Reagan playing midfielder for Texas A&M. I mean, we know that the men's game lifts the women's game and vice versa. What does this mean for a family? And for a family who's Why is this audio to- so darn low? I'm sorry, Blake. Let me just try and hit pump up real quick and see if that works. Pump it. Sounds very scratchy. Yeah, Emmett Smith. <laughs> yes, what does Emmett Smith think? Sorry. Reagan playing midfielder for Texas A&M. I mean, we know that the men's game lifts the women's game and vice versa. What does this mean for a family and for a family who's, who's watching soccer and, and interested in getting into the sport? You interested in what he might have to say about this? I mean, I found out his daughter plays soccer there. And that's why you're here. That's why, yeah. Okay, so what does it mean for families? Um, yeah. I'm excited to hear. What it means is that you get to see one of the largest um, uh, sporting events around the globe 
uh, right here in your backyard nine times. And, and for kids that are, uh, you know, from diverse background, they get a chance. If they haven't been introduced to it, they get introduced to it. So, so okay, yeah. You have a kid, you live in Grapevine. From a diverse background, maybe even not a diverse background, I don't know. But now it's going to be like a half hour from your house. Now I'll watch it. If you'd so like to now go to the game. Introduce oh, them. yeah, sure. Globally, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a great thing for the it's region itself to have nine games so you can get a chance to go out and see some of the best soccer players in the world. Then a couple. Come right here up on and ascend right here up on this region and this city. What? So for families uh, who are supporters of sports, no matter what sport it is, um, this is a tremendous opportunity to get engaged. You like and hockey? To introduce your kids to things that they probably have never seen before Tennis. or might have Bad a chance to see now that it's on a global stage. And for uh, the entire region, uh, well, we get a chance to showcase our talents and our abilities to put things in place like great stadiums, great facilities, et cetera, et cetera, roads and bridges and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know you're from Argentina. You're here at the World you Cup will Final. You believe Come I-30. check out this Margaret Hill Hunt Bridge. Oh, have you ever, my have you God. Ever, you got to see this road. Look at this road. It's got six lanes. <laughs> Look at this road. It's not too many potholes. That, dude, I don't know. We get a chance to showcase our talents and our abilities to put things in place like great stadiums, great facilities, et cetera, et cetera, roads and bridges and everything else. <laughs> what is everything and else? And everything. <laughs> Waves hand. Yeah. Waves. Yeah. See over there. Just take a look. Hey. Hey, toll road. Two airports. Things. Yeah. We use our talents to put that together. <laughs> look at that. Look, when it gets dark, we got a street light. What's in front of that uh, Tex-Mex restaurant? <laughs> that's a it's memorial. A, that's a memorial. That's right. That's Remember right. 9-11? Hey, look at this uh, tower. You see the ball? Spence. Go round and round on you. The, the, there's so much there. We may have to play this again tomorrow because the part where he's like, there's no chance he knows like more than maybe two soccer players, if that's names. And he said the phrase, they will have a chance to come upon and ascend into this region. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be stuck in my head. What does any of that mean? <laughs> he, he just pictures other countries as everything else is third world, right? Yeah, pretty much. We're the only country with roads. Right. All right. <laughs> now, so it's it's real funny because that initial panel, and we'll go back to them, I think, because Emmett's not done, but uh, it's Dirk. Okay. That one might kind of make sense because of the soccer tie-in. Emmett. A midfielder for FC Dallas and Marty Turco. <laughs> like, first Marty of all, you've Turco. got Dirk and Emmett. They might be on the uh, Dallas Mount Rushmore. They, yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. <laughs> and then some guy. <laughs> At least he plays soccer. Well, I think it was like 20 years old. From Plano. He is from yeah. He's he's like lives. He grew up here. No, that that one makes sense then. Kind of. Well, it doesn't like fit the with only, the others, but yeah. Hey, the only soccer player that we've ever produced that we can get, uh, and then yeah, Marty Turka. <laughs> so it makes absolutely no sense at all. But the greatest, uh, well, not the greatest. Jerry's probably the greatest, right? But uh, then they have a panel of. Uh, 
they have the local mayors. <laughs> like Good. they got the mayor of Frisco, the mayor of Arlington, and uh, then they got a guy. He's got a cape. It's got a big R on it. It's got a an elephant <laughs> on it. Okay. He it used to have a donkey. Yeah. He traded did, that yep. in. Mm-hmm. He is known in some circles as sports mayor because he loves sports. We don't know what else he does. He doesn't, uh, but he he loves sports. And here's Sports Mayor. We are now on uh, the global stage. Um, Dallas has worked hard um, to be in a position to be able to host something like uh, a World Cup. And so, in in my mind, what we need to be doing right now um, is immediately pivoting towards the business at hand, which is hosting the world's biggest party Positive. in 2026 and making sure everybody has a great time. We are we are have the opportunity now to host the world here in our neck of the woods. They love Not- to lean into the word world. Yeah. Emmett did that too. I mean, it's the World Cup. It's uh, like- actually Emmett said globe. <laughs> the, go- <laughs> the globe. The It's uh, you know. You get to choose yeah. your energy. Yeah. Nine games is a lot of games, and I think there's something to be read into on why we were given that responsibility to host so many games. We're you know what? So many people Pretty good. from around the world, the world. here in our yeah. city, and we need to do everything we can to show them why Dallas is an international city and why Dallas is we need on to. the global stage. And so Dallas. that's my focus at this point. It would, it would have been wonderful to have this historic um, final game played, but to have a semifinal and eight other games played here, there's a, a real opportunity to Way showcase um, what this city is. And he's become. wearing like this a hat. This isn't the 1980s. Yeah. Um, you like know, Indiana Jones. Is not a real oh, game. I'm sorry. I spoke over some of his gold. Sorry. He's teaching you about Dallas. This city has become. This isn't the 1980s. Um, you know, J.R. Ewingdon is not a real thing. This is not the, the 60s this where we murdered the, the president. <laughs> um, that we want the world. Um. Yeah, like, so he's referring to something. J.R. Ewing, 1980, 44 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, is if 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 you were hosting something in 1980, now we're talking about pre World War II. Like, what are you doing? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. That's not a good reference. See, and <clears throat> but this is his whole bit, though. Anytime you hear him talk, that's why he was in Dubai or whatever. Whenever they were taking a vote a couple of months, his whole bit is just Dallas is going to be this international hub. So they're going to get a chance to see that in 2026. Probably because of the that's really where I think DFW the focus kind of makes how to make, make sure that, that um, we show the entire world how fun and welcoming and beautiful our community is. And so I'm as excited as I can be about it. Nine games is a lot of people from around the world who are going to be here for a considerable amount of time, and they're going to come away with an impression of our city that I think is going to stay with them forever. So I'm very excited, very happy. It's a great day. It's it's like he is more concerned with the image of the city to others who don't live here than the city for people oh, that live in the city. Oh, without a doubt. It's, always, it's been that way from the start with him. And i got to tell you, man, uh, you know, I, I don't even live in Dallas. There are some beautiful parts of Dallas. There's some beautiful neighborhoods. But in general, and you'll see this, Dan, when you uh, go to Paris in a month or so, there might be a handful of people from around the world who come here and are like, that was cool. But uh, 99% of them are going to be like, that place is trash. Mm -hmm. Because now if you go to like New York, 
or you go to even like any East Coast city or even Chicago, you might be like, this kind of feels like home if you're from Europe. You come here, you're going to be like, what is this place? I got to drive 45 minutes to get there? Yeah, my hotel is super far away. There's no public transit, uh, which I know we're going to get to. There's a Hooters. Uh, there is a Hooters. There are a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, <laughs> we already, talked about, already talked about the bridges. Oh, my God. Balls hot. Yeah. yeah. There's n- n- almost no one who's from Europe is going to come to America and go to Dallas and be like, that place is really cool. They got a wet and wild. <laughs> yeah. You know what's yeah. going to be the cherry on top is when everyone gets here and the ERCOT grid fails because <laughs> Oh, <is> yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's here using all the electricity. That, that would be great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, uh, Nui Scruggs from NBC5 is out there. And he's got a question for the real sports mayor. Wouldn't you have to say, if someone around here can be called sports mayor, it's the the Arlington guy? I mean, the teams all play there. Yeah. Jeff or, Williams, is that his name? No, nah, he's out, right? Oh, that was the last guy? Is it Ross? Something Ross? Jeff Williams is definitely the last guy. but I, It's I, Jeff I, Ross. It's Jeff, Jeff Ross. Ross. Right. Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey Ross. Because he also, he does roast. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I like him. This is him, yeah. Um, anyway, Newey has a question. Mayor Ross, Newey Scruggs, NBC5. Do you think public transportation, Arlington not having it at all, could have been a part of not having the final here? Newey, why not know somebody's going to ask that question? We have, what are you, Aunt Jemima? <laughs> I believe what we have there is, do you call it code switching? Yeah, that's a classic one. Newey. That was well, a. I believe. I believe that was a pretty. If you listen to him talk for the rest of this is the. Oh, yeah. That's the only time I've yeah. ever heard this guy Ask talk that like that. Question. But uh, for those who don't know, Newey Scruggs, black, and uh, the mayor of Arlington, not black. The very opposite of black, not black. Could have been a part of not having the final here. Newey, why not know somebody's going to ask that question? Like, why is this not <laughs> the headline the world is coming that? out of this whole thing? Can we diagram that sentence? Yeah, well, what would be even funnier is if, like, a Chinese reporter was there. Oh, my God. Why, <laughs> why did ah. I know someone was going to ask Oh, my goodness. That is so Newey, confederate. Why not know somebody? Is a red fox. You know. Dewey, yeah. Why not know somebody's going to ask that question? <laughs> we have public transportation. Let me tell you, if you've ever been to a Cowboy game, if you've been to a Ranger game, if you've been to the World Series parade where we had 750,000 no, people come into this city, they it's moved like the in and out just fine. We have a ride Boy, share I've talked program to people, that gets people around just fine. A ride share program. Uh, I talked to people who went down there for that parade, and they were like, what a cluster F. Yeah, yes. It was horrible. It took them hours to get out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, and, that's odd that he mentioned that. And by people getting around, is he talking about like the shuttles that run to the and stadium? Just because yeah. we don't assign ourselves to a particular transit authority at this particular moment <laughs> people think we're gonna is that gonna be a problem absolutely not we have been working hand in hand with michael morris and rtc and cog and planning all the transportation moving in and out of this as a matter of fact they said so that's probably a major reason that dallas didn't get it of course this is the type of that thing of all that these Arlington sites 
was born and raised it's, to do. It's, it's the uh, the worst. We do this all the time. We've done Super Bowls. We've done three Taylor Swift concerts in a <laughs> row. That's almost what? as big as a World Cup now. Uh, this is something that happens on a regular basis. Our traffic management people are second to none. And if you've ever experienced coming second, in and out of not here, one person. we get people in and out they as have to good, be. if not better, than any other city in the country. So uh, we do have a public transportation what? This is where you can just say anything We're just you want. Yeah, assigned that's to true. A, a transit authority. Okay. But okay. I knew that question was coming, Nui. Thank you for getting it right out. Shoot. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Now that Nui, why did I know somebody's going to ask that question? <laughs> yes, that's shocking. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to say that the reason you're not like signed up with a particular transit authority is why uh, people say you don't have public transportation. What I would say it's because you don't have trains. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to be in a box, you know, labeled. Right. It's like, no, it's because you don't have rail that runs there. Hop in that train to, to have it dump you out right at the stadium. Yeah, I mean. But I've, Jerry would not allow that, would he? He would not. I've heard people say to varying degrees that he was in, he's involved in keeping that from happening. Um, but he, that would be bad for him. That's for sure. Right. They make a ton of money on, on, that, parking. on that parking. Uh, Jim Ross, that's actually the uh, – so you might okay. think it's Jeffrey Ross, though, because he does have a comedy set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I jokingly, uh, Mayor Cheney and I uh, did a panel together, I don't know, a couple of years ago, Jeff, wasn't it? And they said, well, introduce yourself and tell something you're proud of. And I said, well, I'm Jim Ross, mayor of Arlington. I'm proud that we don't allow the F word to be used in Arlington. And the F word's Frisco. <laughs> because they do so many things really, really well. And I meant that as a compliment. Yes, the uh, Frisco who steals our teams and uh, is really the reason that we called the Rangers like 10 years ahead of their lease running out and yeah. said, how about we build you a new ballpark, even though you don't know, need one, just because uh, in theory you could think about going to Frisco when the time is, when the time is right. And then just to, to backbend and say like, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the we F don't word. want to talk about you because we know you're screwing us over. You're the F word. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now here's a uh, pretty big. The headline coming out of this was not really uh, Jim Ross code switching as it should have been, but it was uh, more Jerry. So now we take you back to the uh, the stream, and the guys are kind of just. We're all trying to uh, justify this as being pretty good. Not bad. It's pretty good, actually. I, I know we were teasing ahead that as a team. Uh if you're a fan, wouldn't you rather win three wild cards than ever win a Super Bowl? Yeah, of, of course, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it better? So, it's more, more wins. Um, but once they see, you know, they're kind of monitoring it. You know how this works. If we're doing a Cowboys press conference, uh, Blake or the killer or somebody will be out at the press conference saying, okay, he's, he's walking to the podium now, he's walking to the podium now, and that's what we're going to get here. I don't blame you for being frustrated right now because yeah. this felt like it was done. This yeah. felt like this was we we're, we're oh Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones is speaking now. Let's see what he has to say about all of this. Well, first of all, uh, I want uh, to uh, thank uh, very realistic, and I mean that. Um, this is a fabulous success. <laughs> fabulous. Uh, was there any chance he was going to get up there and say like? 
God damn this, it. This has got to be a huge waste of time. Yeah, Jesus, I put everything into this. Uh, we talk about one question. Did Jerry Jr. F this up? <laughs> Where is he? Podium up here. Uh, Dallas, uh, whether it's Arlington, Frisco, and all the areas here. This game's not being played in New York. It's being played in New Jersey. Love the justification there. Okay. And so those things are a matter of uh, really, as much as anything, perception. Now, this was a fabulous come from behind. Love effort. that he pronounces fabulous. Fabulous. Way, yeah. Just fabulous. Now he's spinning you on the underdog. Tremendous effort by, uh, led by the two people on each side of me right here. But a fabulous. See, the competition. But a fabulous. <laughs> it was a fabulous. Was dealing with the perception of a, uh, a, a coastal, of, of a New York or a Los Angeles. He means cities that are cool. Yeah, That's yeah. we're up against. The coastal this, elites, though. That's right. We're totally being played to just America and the United States. That wouldn't have been such a formidable thing to overcome. But internationally, that's formidable to overcome. He's like, Europeans like cool stuff. Yeah. This yeah. team <laughs> it's unfortunate. came that close to overcoming it. Now, we have nine games. And that comes out too fast. Too fast. This when is you just say like that, it ought to be nine games. Because <laughs> that's the kind of impact that This is just like the Cowboys though, every year. It's like, yeah, got that close. We were just there. We were right there. Yeah. On the brink. Isn't he the guy you want to work for? Like anything you do. That's great. You, oh, that's yeah. great. I can't even believe I you, can't. I can't believe you got this far. Yeah. Yeah. Um skip ahead a little bit. And we want to show them not only what this area is about. But we want to show them why this stadium is here to begin with. This stadium could have been built for a lot less and a lot grander scale just for the Cowboys to play in. This is a real doozy. He, it's like the uh, I think you should leave meme where the guy's like, oh, my God, he said it. <laughs> because you could have had a great place for 100,000 people to watch the Cowboy games every game. Cool. The rest of what was committed and why this stadium is here like it is is so that John Madden and Al Michaels can talk to 30 million and 40 million people and talk to them about what it's like to be in this stadium, not just the 100,000 that are in the stands. He, he flat out said, <clears throat> we built this TV for stadium and concerts. The stadium. Like yeah. we, he's like, we could have made a great place for football. It probably wouldn't even have cost as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and now he's like, listen, it's you, for the you guys one, know the deal. And it's for the one time Al Michaels and – Quick, uh, cool references. Yeah, Al Michaels. Al Michaels I'm surprised and John you didn't say John Madden. He yeah. did. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, you're right. He did I say Al Michaels and John Madden yeah. to, once a game, mention the artwork coming out of the break. Yeah. That's what it's all about, baby. And yes, it is about concerts. This could have been great for football. But. And if you're wondering why it's not. <laughs> you know why. One more little one. We believe that we represent, in the center of the country, what America's about in our way. And we believe we show the future. You know who doesn't? Those homos in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's right. They don't know what <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. He's like, look, these lefty cities. Yeah. New York. Yeah. Crime-ridden. Crime. Yeah, exactly. We gonna, the rat runs out on the field. And we tried to sell that. And we wanted the committee of, the, of, of them to buy into that as opposed to going to one of the other coast, New York or Los Angeles. It was a hell of a battle. 
we almost got there. I think it's funny, too, and he's probably telling the truth about this. It's kind of like we were talking about a minute ago. It's funny that he thinks of the pitch to have the World Cup here where the overwhelming majority of people that are attending are not going to be from America. The idea that they tried to sell FIFA on, we're America, though. I got news for you. Not thought of too highly around the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> so so if you want to make yourself like the most America city as you're pitching yourself, um, that might not have been a good idea. Because you could probably look at Miami and L.A. and be like, oh, those cities are like the most, the least American cities. Big cities. And he's like, ah, I don't understand why this guy from Portugal doesn't want to visit the pinnacle of America. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right here. Oh. <laughs> It's so, so misguided. um, But I love his sales job. So is Dan Hunt the Jerry Jr. of the Hunt family? Like he didn't get, Um, he didn't get the Chiefs. No, he got FC soccer. Yeah, so that that might be a good analogy. Like uh, Clark Hunt got the Chiefs. You can say it as fast as you want now. Yeah, you really can. That's true, Clark Hunt. Um, or Clark. (laughs) Clark. (laughs) Uh, anyway, Dan Hunt is there. He's the soccer guy, and he's he's also going to tell you that what's wrong with this. This is great. But I want you guys to think about this. <laughs> Out of nine games, we have four elimination round games, and I'm going to have to go look at the table, but I'm not sure anybody else has four elimination round games. Sweet. And we have a final match on the last group stage elimination day. So you have five fixtures that are do or die that are going to happen at are we this buying any of this yet? theater. There will be more drama that takes place here on this pitch than anywhere else in the entire World Cup. <laughs> you have five do-or-die matches, and you're going to have nine great matches that take place because I know how they I do don't things want, here at actually, Stadium with our great they partners, offered the us the, the final. The I said, but how about a you will see things group stage and you will see drama game. unfold that probably will have never been witnessed in any other World Cup in a single venue except here at AT&T Stadium. So, incredible win for soccer fans. Win? <laughs> win. It sounds like he's using, like, the draft points chart. He's like, all right, three-thirds, that's what we could have moved up. High but- <laughs> second. We were going to package up uh, four of these. And, yeah, it's like, no, dude. And they go back to Jerry. I think that uh, same thing. the – the thing that we are going to bring to the table think of something to say, think is of something to uh, cutting edge hospitality. <laughs> cutting edge hospitality. And, we'll and so uh, it was going to Hot be dogs. a challenge. As a matter of fact, yep. uh, uh, when I was visiting with the key people this past week, I said, "Don't you give us this final? We're going to take it up the flagpole if you do." in terms of hospitality and in terms of how it's presented relative to uh, the national and international audience. And, what? Um, I don't know. Can you explain that? No, I, and I We're usually We're going to take I it can. up the flagpole. Don't you give us this final because if you do, we'll take it up the flagpole. That usually means like in we're going to appeal. Right. Right? But he's just saying like it's actually you're going to realize you made a big mistake. By With cutting I, edge Does he think that ra- raise the flag or whatever means raise the bar? Yeah, I think that's right. Because or, he's saying or, if you give it to us, we're going to raise the bar so high that no other venue is yeah. going to be able to match what oh, we do. Oh, maybe he is question, saying that. I just will tell you this. Uh, this is a triumph. This is a huge, huge success. Like what would have happened for them to say this wasn't good? Here. 
and uh, <laughs> they, while it's they, easy, they already knew they, they, they were, were getting something. They find out that like their paperwork did go through or something. Uh, the real world is second. Clearly, oh. if they if they got the final, they would have been like, God, you know, this is not really this is what not we what we wanted. For. We wanted nine matches. No, but here's here's the Cowboys' mentality. And uh, while it's easy to sit here and say you came in second, uh, the real world is seconds here are magnificent, and that's not an exaggeration. Nice. And that's because in the real world, yes, that's why the culture of uh, first or nothing is ridiculous. Because if you're second, like uh, your company is second, they f- they're you're, still, you. you're, you're still making like uh, hundreds of billions of dollars because uh, the, the number one company is the, you know, like, yes, yeah, second, you second's great in, in most venues, but he also thinks that for his Cowboys. Uh, and then this is uh, Jerry's closing remarks. What is important is that this area, our area, and our mentality and the interest there is in just sports in general, but certainly the enthusiasm for soccer, we will take it to a level that the infrastructure and the uh, criteria they used, they didn't anticipate. Uh, I've done that in sport, and I know how it works, and I know what this area can do, and we will take it to another level. And when they're through with it, but showing it nationally and internationally, it'll be at another level. And so uh, I'd like to have added the final game to it, but we're going to make it go up the flagpole. There you go. Yeah. We're going up the flagpole. You know, it's funny. It sounds like – go ahead, Blake. Is this why they didn't draft worth a damn last year? Is this what they've been working on? Like, this is an NFL owner slash GM during the season – Right, commenting on soccer games at a stadium. Yeah, and he's going to run it up the flagpole. And uh, and when is this played? In the summer? I think so. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I don't know. I just I feel like he should be more focused on his team. When is it played? <laughs> well, they've had to. It's moved around a little bit because of COVID, but typically it is. Yeah, it's it's June. Okay. That'll be great. Well, for what people. if it was November? What do you mean? I mean, I don't know. It just he's focused on too many oh. things. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But he's been working on this for you know, he's been probably in these meetings for three years. He's probably as I said, the World Cup. <laughs> Remember the Norm Norm Steven moment? Yes. Yeah. So good. Um yeah, he's gonna run it up the flagpole and uh you're gonna see the cutting edge hospitality. And I don't wanna like mix mischaracterize our area. Because I do think Dallas and, and Frisco in particular, it is pretty diverse. Um, however, you know, we're not the deep south for sure. But if you were to rank cities by uh, racial attitudes, we might be pretty hospitable to some people around here. And I think people from, you know, Boston are obviously thought of as mass holes and very, very racist. New York is New York because it's the ultimate melting pot. But I don't know when he says cutting edge hospitality. Like I'm just imagining, like I don't know, Team Iran trying to <laughs> trying to go out to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Please <laughs> come on in and sit down. This is great. Well, I think um, I don't want to take this out of context, but I think he was talking about legends around that. Oh, okay. So he could just be meaning the game day experience. Of okay. When he says how, hospitality, he's talking about yard-long margaritas and not I think he's t- talking about look how kick-ass your car this with, pretzel is. Okay, that's a good call. 
When Jerry he, says hospitality, he actually means nachos. Yeah, because he owns the hospitality. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. that's that's probably correct. Company. Um, do you want to hear Emmett's closing remarks? <laughs> Always. Because he usually can just put it all into perspective. I'm excited for the city and the region itself. Um, to be hosting nine games is pretty amazing, and to be hosting the semifinals is, is also a great thing in the context of Ooh. winning. Um, uh. But there is some disappointment here uh, oh. because <laughs> I got to speak my mind. I cannot believe we lost the jersey. So, <laughs> so, but, but it happened. And so, but Dallas itself Nobody really is positioned no. itself nicely. And I think over the last five to ten years, this, this, the city, the state, the region itself – has done a lot of things to position ourselves for a global event like this. Get specific. And we're poised to host something as, as big as this. And, and I think this, this region deserved to have something on a major, massive global stage uh, like this. And so kudos to all the mayors and everyone else that have put in sure. tremendous amount of effort and uh, resources to make this city and this region suitable for an event like this. So... Uh, the, all is not lost because like what did Mayor Johnson uh, this do? is a region of champions. Uh, uh, I mean, can't, I mean, we're talking about the Texas Rangers who won the World Series just Good, recently. So that's it's not a lack of uh, effort. It's not by um, uh, because we don't have quality sports or quality fields or quality infrastructure. We have all those things, and uh, maybe maybe we get it on the next go around. <laughs> on the next go around, oh my yeah, forty God. years from now, <laughs> so you know, he has no idea how long it's it takes. I mean, it's been thirty since the last one. Um, yeah, on the next go round, well, let me tell you something. It's yeah, it's not because the infrastructure is bad. It's not because of the transportation. No. I mean, we've done everything we could. It's it's, it's uh, just the co- the the coastal lefties. It's it's the same as the Cowboys getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, oblong ball, it'll bounce weird ways. That's it's, all. It's just a matter of luck. Listen, Jerry will be 25 years into the ground before America gets another World Cup. I would like to commend Emmett for buying into the FIFA mentality. I mean, he's been calling that game day stadium for a long time. <laughs> that's a that's another <laughs> great call. Dallas Stadium. <sighs> well, I love it. And just think about all the time and money the people I I'm of the belief cuz I don't buy that 400 million number I'm of the belief that it almost just ends up being a push for all of the time and the people you have to pay to get this stuff prepared, lawyers and modifications to the stadium, modifications to your traffic flow. I'm not saying it's $400 million, but it's probably not far off from whatever they end up getting, quote-unquote, in economic uh, return. But even Nobody the- ever talks about that part. No, but the hope is that people see what you have and want to come back. I want to move to Dallas. I want to visit Dallas. I want. I gotta see. I, that water slide looks like it's going straight down. I want to go to vac- yeah vacation in Dallas. They got the Superman ride across the street. Yeah, <laughs> where is I, it going to be? One hundred and five degrees every right. day. That's but where I want to go. People are not going to want to come back here. Of course not. And I, I t- again, I doubt if four hundred million is is being made off of this in this area. Maybe off advertising, maybe off TV sponsors, maybe somewhere. Maybe Jerry is going to make a plenty, you know. Oh, no doubt. Back to the legends. But thing. just there again, there's just not 400 million sprinkled around local businesses um, because I think everybody would love that. Oh yeah, that sounds good. 
especially if it's like mostly in Arlington. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of people and heard a lot of people in the media saying, oh, man, I can't wait to go. And, you know, I will find a way to get to this game. I would like to say if someone gave me a ticket, I would happily not go. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Because this sounds like a ginormous beating. Getting into Arlington, into that stadium with 100,000 people, getting out of there, it's, that's going to be a horrible experience. Just an Airbnb opportunity for your house, like the Eclipse. For sure. That's a good call. That's a great call. And you know, what's We should real, plan that now. You know, I don't even know if Grapevine allows it, though. Because I know Arlington, I'm pretty sure Arlington banned it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I think they had like a couple incidents. Who would ever Airbnb to Arlington? People at Cowboys games. Like pe- people, you can know, you imagine that? <laughs> well, I'm going to a vacation home people, in Arlington. People next to Lambo do it. Yeah, I've seen those houses. Those oh, really? are really cool. Yeah, yeah. there's how. I mean, there's I'd ha- do that though. Rent this house out. Yeah, I would. No I lock problem. the lock the den. We're good. Yeah, I mean, you would you would you could rake if they would let you do it. But a lot of these, you know, suburbs are pretty against it. But if you live in Dallas, you better plan a vacation. It's going to be a miserable summer. You just think the amount of people? No, I. Well, yeah, that that part would suck, but you could also make a stupid amount of money. Yeah, like five times what you could normally Airbnb your house for. I got the lake. Oh, uh, could you rent out your car? <laughs> I'm sure Turo. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be huh. a wild situation. <laughs> Do you think Grapevine Ford would be mad if I rented out my car? <laughs> My loner. Yeah. Hey, can I get another one too this week? <laughs> well, that was glorious. Well, we've gone a long time, right? Did we go too long to do news and everything else, or what do you guys? No, because we do? got that little chunk in the middle there. That this I, I have no idea how long we've been going. We can do quick news. It's definitely over two hours. Okay. Here's Jake with the dumb zone news. I'll have to hold my uh, Jay Z Grammys thing for you uh, for tomorrow. Okay. Because it's, uh, it's pretty good. Hey, am I supposed to care about some song that was like 30 years ago I thought kind of sucked? I love that song, and I thought it was really, really cool. Was it? I thought so, but you would have so not. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm supposed to now no, I mean, tread I, lightly on Tracy Chapman? I always loved that song. Mm. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he covered it, whatever the dude's name is. Country music Luke guy? Luke Combs, maybe. He covered it, but whenever they were like introing it, they didn't say... Like, she's going to play it, basically, and he's just going to kind of sing. So that was cool. Was it? Yeah, it was awesome, Dan. Okay. <laughs> you fired up, Blake? I, I, I got to be honest with you. Like, I watched a decent amount of this just because it was kind of on in the background. I I guess it's just that I like most pop music now. I recorded it because of news teases. Yeah. Um. So a couple quick ones for you here. The internet is, uh, is ablaze today with the story of uh, – do you know who Lisa Ann is, Dan? I feel like that's a porn star. It is. Probably for uh, a minute. She was kind of a dynasty. She had about a five-year run of uh, Naylon Palin, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, someone posted a video of her last night um, where she was being taken in handcuffs out of Radio Music City Hall. Radio City Music Radio City Music Hall, yeah, where the Rockettes are. Yeah, you... 
I said you it just weird. said a couple things in the wrong order today. Yeah. Have I you bet. noticed that, Blake? Did I not say what did I say? Radio Music City Hall. I was trying not to. I was trying to let it go. Do you feel like he's done I it could, a couple times for different things? Yeah. yeah. But I was just—he's our friend, and I think no. we should just let him go. Tell me. I just feel like he got shaken up on the uh, on the snowboard. You, oh, you think he fell? <laughs> yeah, I just feel head? like I wear yeah, a helmet. His head's a little. You Are did? You? Oh yeah. You're not going to see too many people without a helmet. He's probably days. still dehydrated. Yeah. I feel like I've been fine today. I, I said a couple of words incorrectly. <laughs> you said Jerry built that TV for stadium and concerts. That was one of them. Jerry built that stadium for the TV and concerts. Is what I should have said. Okay, but I didn't. Why are you guys being pussies? Just correct me when I'm wrong. It, just, it, it ultimately doesn't matter. Whoever heard you say that knew what you meant. But I can see Dan over there. All right, like there's your news. Looking at- oh come on, what <laughs> do we got? So Lisa Ann got arrested. Uh, she was actually going to see at Radio City Music Hall Matt Reif. Oh Jake, who's that? Um, we've talked about this several times. See, why don't you get on him for not remembering? Well, that's his thing. He's old. There you go. You got it. So I have to. Basically, You're supposed to be perfect. Basically, once right. a week now, I need to mix up two words in a like four-word <laughs> statement, and I can, that could be my thing. Yeah, yeah. You Matt, gotta, Matt Reif is the social media comedian. He's the ripped guy, TikTok. Oh, and Jake, yeah, Jake yeah. hates him because he code switches from time to time. And yeah. because he's not funny, and I gave it a legitimate shot. I wanted him to be funny because I want there to be really popular younger comedians. He was supposed to be Gen Z's comedian because he's not. he doesn't like... <clears throat> He's very straight laced. Like he's not going to attack a race or gender but, or whatever. But now all of a sudden he's starting to. Well, yeah, and you know on TikTok that wouldn't was not going to fly with his target audience, which was seventeen year old girls. Because again, he's all ripped and stuff. He's got a ton of plastic surgery. Like he looks like a model human. Um, and then he made a joke about like women getting back in the kitchen in his new special, and they were like, "What?" Mm. So, anyways, he's performing at Radio City. Music Hall. This is now why we're in his head. That's, that's why I that's shouldn't why you have don't brought tell him. Up. I shouldn't and, uh, have brought him up. Don't look at him. Lisa, see, I've learned. Like even when he says he, he has a buddy or something like that, I yeah, don't, don't bring don't, it up. Don't move. Don't move. Right? No. Don't play. Don't pop it. If he senses it, it then he's going to stop down. He's not going to say what he was going to say. You just let him go. Um, she was dragged out in handcuffs. Ooh, he's learning. And someone is filming. And at the end of the video, you can hear someone in the background faintly yelling, "Free Lisa." Wait, why was she dragged out there? So she says, I was dragged out of at Matt Reif show uh, tonight in handcuffs, stating I was using my phone. I had not used my phone. I was just enjoying the show, 45 minutes in handcuffs, sent to an uh, an ambulance, and released. Meanwhile, I missed the show I was so looking forward to. Okay. She then said, um, if that's- this MFR holding my purse for me after handcuffing me and uh, from some alleged cell phone use during the Matt Reif show. When NYPD tells you your purse is not yours, you have no right. If you think different, you get fifty-one fifty in the hospital, which is like when you're clinically insane. Also, a great Sammy Hagar album. Mm. So, is, is she like someone trying to get? Clicks and like well, could I mean, this be? She's pretty much. I mean, she did get arrested. So, I, from what I heard from my, some of the replies that I saw to all this, she she was being like she was. You could tell she's drunk. Okay. And so she was being loud. Okay, Karen. And to a point where he like he definitely knows who she is. 
he was aware she was there and like kind of referred to it a couple times and was like pretty uncomfortable about the whole deal. Okay, so it was security clearing out a Yeah. someone that's messing You've with the show. You've seen that at comedy shows before. Yeah, okay. So that's pro- that's probably what happened. I don't think she was trying to get clicks. I think she was messed up. Yeah. And uh thought she could do whatever she wanted because usually she probably can. Now what's going to be interesting is uh and I'll try to get the research for you guys on this is to just see like the uptick in her searches cuz she's kind of yesterday's news, you know? Um, but I would imagine that today she'll experience a significant, uh, uptick in traffic. Well, her state of being dragged out did not make me want to go look at her videos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Get older. It's your problem, dude. Well, I want to look at the younger ones. Um, <laughs> the younger ones. This is a super sad story, but it's very interesting. So <clears throat> I want to do it. I was surprised to learn that you guys didn't do this story last week, but maybe it happened Friday during the show the news came out. So we talked, uh, I can't remember if we did this on the show or not, but I showed Blake a video of uh, some Houthi rebels. Uh, Iranian-backed group, separatist group, and Yemen, I believe. And uh, they a, a couple of months ago, there was a video of them attacking a ship a cargo ship and they it looks like uh what's it looks like call of duty like it, it you know because they're GoProing it and all that sort of thing and they just like strike they land a chopper on this cargo jet they're, those are not or excuse me that cargo cargo ship and those are not that heavily guarded i guess because they were able to immediately overrun whatever security was there and this has been happening a lot since uh it seems like there's been an uptick since the Israel-Palestine uh, thing. Like, they're just, they just figured out, we don't need to attack anything on land. We can jam them up economically by just seizing all these ships in the middle of the ocean. They're not prepared for it. They can't, they can't defend all of them that well. I mean, there's tens of thousands of those things in the ocean at any given time. That's an old-timey tactic. It's pretty good, yeah. Go to the sea. So... Uh, earlier this month, this, all the details of this uh, just came out. Earlier in January, there w- was a Navy SEALs operation for two dudes to try to board one of these things and just take it over. Because this was a ship that was carrying Iranian-made weapons to Yemen. Because Iran you know, funds them. So somehow they were trying to get this ship of weapons from Iran to Yemen... And this is the sort of stuff that kind of gives me chills because it's exactly like you see it in the movies. So these two dudes, middle of the night, you know, have that uh, like almost like the motorized raft type thing that you see them use. They they go however long it takes to get to the, this ship from their launch point, probably pretty far in the middle of the night. And now it's time to board the ship. And they've got, you know, all the... They've got Navy SEAL gear, which is probably super heavy. They're heavily armed. And w- when they're attempting to board the ship, one of them, um, his name is Chris Chambers, fell in. We're in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And a guy named Nathan Gage Ingram, who is, I believe, from Flower Mound... What's the Navy SEAL bit? You don't leave anybody behind. Okay. He jumps in. 
And they both died. Both died. 27-year-old dude from here in North Texas. Yeah, because you also hear sometimes people that are left behind because that's the greater good, right? I gotta. You don't hear about that with the SEALs. That really? Way. No. Well, why, why didn't they all just end up keep jumping in? And- there were only two of them. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. So they all did. Maybe they needed, like, I, that, my first thought was, damn, you were going to pull this off with two dudes? Yeah. But, I mean, they are the, the best Yeah, of the maybe best. you needed to exactly. pull it off. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. Is you, you don't want two boats. Maybe it makes damn. too much noise or something. And the crazy part about this, I know that action movies are ridiculous, but that night we watched Under Siege 2, or Under Siege, the first one. And there's a scene where, like, Steven Seagal in full, you know, wetsuit with rifles is trying to get to the side of like a cargo ship. Actually, in this in that case it was a battleship. And I'm like, damn, there's dudes doing that. Yeah. There's th- actually dudes in the middle of the night. Aren't you surprised if this actually happened Saturday, you're saying? No, 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 it didn't. The report just now came out. Oh, you read the the report comes out as you're watching. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was it, just going to say It happened back on January 11th. Uh, but, you know, the military has no... Even that, though, I would think this would, would be a highly classified and you'll never know. Like, this is just the missions these people do. And, like, now everybody knows they're after this cargo ship. I know. And that... Now they'll be on alert. The cargo ships that are shipping guns. Yeah. And I would think it's going to be harder to infiltrate it the next time. Yeah. Which is why you don't tell... Yeah, and I don't you know, know how that the works. family... You, when you notify the family, you got to go. It's top secret. I can't. Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one for sure. We talked about this a couple of months ago, and now it is apparently a reality. And uh, we have names attached to this now as well. The Steroid Olympics. <laughs> Peter Thiel, the uh, PayPal founder with Elon, who uh, bankrolled ending Gawker over... Uh, Hulk Hogan's penis. Okay. It's his deal. And now we have uh, a little bit of information on how it's exactly going to work. They say that uh, it will happen every year. It's not every some lame-o four-year BS. And it will feature sports such as, let's see, there will be combat sports, track and field, obviously. Um, there will be weightlifting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And a new, so they'll be like, this is the world record. Yeah. You think it was lifting 1,000 pounds. It's lifting 1,800. It's like shooting a 56 at live. It's the, uh, see, this is idiocracy. I know. Because this is an SNL bit. A literal SNL bit was the steroid Hans Olympics. And, ha, oh, that's not Hans and Franz? Uh, I think it was, it might have been Kevin Nealon that he's Hans and Franz, but I don't think it was. Have you ever seen that one, Blake? The steroid Olympics, he reaches down to uh, lift lift the bar, and his his arms are still attached to the bar, and his now they're just spurting blood because his arms ripped off. He's not laughing. Never seen it. No. They will have uh, also aquatics and gymnastics. So aquatics, gymnastics, weightlifting, but combat. If sports. I told you that King of Queens did that same thing. You think you'd just bust out laughing, but because it happened on SNL and Kevin like Nealon did it? now they're mad at each other and not me for mixing up a few words one time. It's just legendary. Oh, it's okay. It's just well known. I'm supposed to laugh at it because it's legendary. I'm going to let him keep going. 
let's take a look here. Am I wrong? Like, I don't want any part of this. Oh, it's called the All Drug Olympics. Here. Okay, don't make me watch your video. Hey, watch the video. Does Come this here. ever turn out yeah, the way look. that the person intends it to? Watch the video. Let me just die laughing. I just want you to watch the video, and I want your real reaction because I want the best case outcome for me. How long is this? I don't know. Let's see. Let's throw it down to probably too long. Oh, it's Kevin Nealon is the reporter. An awful lot of weight, Dennis, and here he goes. Phil Hartman. He's pulled his arms off. That's got to be disappointing to the big Russian. You know, you hate to see something like this happen, Dennis. He probably doesn't have that much pain right now, but I think tomorrow he's really going to feel that, Dennis. Back to you. Thank you, Kevin. And then get that little puppy. Puppy. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's only like an iconic, well-known What are you moment. doing? Give it up, dude. Great. That's a good place to uh, say there's your news. I'm not giving the it up. The Dumb Zone News. There's like news yours. Subscribe. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do this really fast the because Dumb I got to go to the bathroom. History today, today in. in history. Don't, don't have someone in your kitchen, Jake. <laughs> Whatever. Just, just be the same idiot you were five minutes ago. Don't try to be smart now. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, why? Kind of... Bulls out of the barn or whatever. Cows out of the barn. We're dumb. Just be the guy that... Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, what if I could really change who I am? Just be the guy that yells at us that we didn't know that Frederick Douglass and Lincoln had famous debates, even though they were like best friends. Because a lot of best friends debate things nationally. Think about this. Hillary and Bill, or Hillary and... uh, Was Trump Trump at Chelsea's wedding? Of course he was. The whole thing is a ruse. Well, that's because they have us fighting amongst each other. Yeah. So. Just like today. We're the yeah, lower this class is, this fighting. Is fun. Yeah, we're fighting amongst each other, and they're just trying to keep us apart. These elites. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's Monday, February 5th, when we're recording live to tape. This is like hour eight. How, how do I identify the video that you made me watch? Is it the steroid weightlifter loses his arms? <laughs> how should I put that video in the notes? So on this day in 1840, <laughs> the Republic of Texas come and take it. Passed a bill requiring all free African Americans they must leave Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're free, but so if we see a black guy here, you're either an escaped slave you're, or you're mine. On this day in 1999, Dirk Nowitzki made his NBA debut. Boy. He went off. He scored two points, uh, zero buckets. Those are just uh, free throws. In that era, before the Euro movement, like how do you think, uh, you know, my dad or football, basketball coaches that I was around, how do you you think they felt about? So he's seven feet tall, right? Like, okay, finally. He's from Germany. That's a little weird, but like, no, no, no. He just like kind of spots up in the mid range, stands at the perimeter. On this day in 2017, it's uh, the Patriots come back, 25 point deficit. Kyle Shanahan will never get up off the mat. Ended his career. Dan Quinn, head coach, of course. 
That's when he had to uh, really kind of take some time for himself to reflect in Maui. Do you think? Do you see uh, Dan Quinn got Coach Bro? Oh yeah, that's for later in the week. For How sure. great is that? It's awesome. Kingsbury against Dallas. It's twice not great a year. as like a Cowboy fan, but the fact that the Eagles are the Eagles, Washington has a new ownership. Yeah, we Kellen. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's what I was forgetting. Kellen to the Eagles. They're stacked. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Those uh, four free wins that you like to point out for Dak are going to be a lot tougher to come by before long. Like Dan Quinn, he knows Dak's. I like it. I like it a lot. He knows what Micah likes to do. And on this day in 2020, one year ago, the Dallas Mavericks traded Spencer Dinwiddie. Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first, and second rounders in 27 and 29 to the Brooklyn Nets for Markeith Morris. <laughs> you got to get an enforcer in here. And Kyrie Irving, who has proven to be an Iron Man, played every game since. In fact, <laughs> if you go per, uh, percentage-wise, I believe he has appeared in fewer games than Porzingis. Ouch. On a uh, rate base. Doesn't appear to be getting any better either. Well, he didn't really have a history of that previous, though. No, I mean. no. He would uh, not only get hurt and miss games, he would uh, take stands against policies and miss games. Or his sister has a birthday. Special well, player, though. <laughs> uh, today's birthdays include Roger Staubach, 82. Captain America. Craig Morton, 81. Do you know the Roger Staubach, Craig Morton connection, Blake? No. Yes, they were both quarterbacks at the same time under Landry. I believe there was a, a physical altercation, correct? Uh, I don't know about that. but They it, had to run the plays in play-by-play. Play. One, once they were both very good, and Landry had them, yes, uh, they used to have linemen run in the plays, or like Jake said, maybe a wide receiver. Yeah, that's typical. But uh, he would, they would alternate each play for a game. Quarterbacks? Yeah. Yes. So Morton went in on second down, and as the plays happen, now Roger Staubach runs in, and he's he's told the play. He's he knows it. He he doesn't need to. And what's even crazier, like whatever, what year was that? It was seventies, early seventies. Yeah. Steve Spurrier did this with Florida in the 90s. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and then Craig Morton, he finally decided on Roger Staubach, but it's like, hey, I have two clearly good quarterbacks. Let's get something for Craig Morton. So, they traded him to Denver, and the Cowboys ended up playing Craig Morton and Denver in the Super Bowl. I just watched that uh, episode on NFL Network. They've been recapping the Super Bowls. Nice. Uh, Roger's fight was with Clint Longley. Huh. Yeah. David Beeler is 37. <laughs> you know his bit, Blake? Is it sad that I know more about David Beeler than Craig Morton? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, David Beeler, uh, kicker for USC, would cover kickoffs and dated a Hooters waitress. waitress but they right. drafted him just for kickoffs. Well, that was the special teams draft. Yeah. Like, they already had a kicker. They didn't plan to replace the kicker, but they said this guy's leg... Yeah, he'll boom it out of the end zone every time. Every time, <laughs> and they drafted a, not like unrestricted free agent. And it might have been the third or fourth round. 
Were they trying to sell us on he could kick 60-yard field goals? No. He, maybe that was also. Okay. Maybe like, he would He wouldn't be the regular kicker, but uh, yeah, if that's what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Don Cherry is 90. Did it work out? Kempsman. No, he was not on the team very long. Mark but. Hamburger is 37. Norm got so excited when the Rangers acquired him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds right. Roberto Alomar is 56. He once spit on an umpire. Yeah. I think he also made fun of his disabled son. The umpire's son? Yeah. Bobby Brown is not his own. <laughs> hey, my son's a tardo. Uh, Bobby Whoa. Brown is 55. He beat up his wife. Many times. Also had to fetch doo-doo out of her bottom. Mark Furman is 72. Some say racist. But just the people that he called the N-word. Those are the only people <laughs> that, that, that uh, said he was racist. You know what's funny about that? People often focus on uh, Ollie North when uh, Fox News needs a, a special correspondent or an analyst for like something foreign policy related, especially as uh, as it relates to Iran. They will put Ollie North on. Blake, just for some background, Oliver North was a general in the U.S. military who was arrested in an arms trading deal uh, called Iran-Contra in the 80s. He was literally arrested. When there's a big crime case, maybe a murder, they go to Mark Furman. Just because it's a name you've heard of. Yeah. I mean, it, it would literally be like like bringing on it's like Timothy McVeigh or something it, like during the Boston Marathon bombing. Right. Well. Timmy, what's his, what are his thoughts right now? What do you think? Yeah, it's insane. It is. It's Find an expert, though. Christopher Guest is 76. I like some of his stuff. He knows the truth about Jamie Lee Curtis. Does she also have a wiener? Okay. I've heard she does. Why didn't you go with your typical? What do you call her? You don't know who I am. <laughs> you don't know anything about me. I change things up. Okay. I eat I different to... things for lunch sometimes. I need to recognize that. What did you used to call I was her? yelling at my wife this weekend. Oh. Um... Berating her actually in in front of uh, many people. Right. Uh, no, because she was she was at, she was upset with me because I wouldn't try a new restaurant. And I said, I told her I'd like to grab some strange now and again, but I don't do that. I I, I That's a horrible analogy. I have one lady. Why can't I like the same thing and just eat that all the time? You're telling me I got to just be with you all the time. <laughs> How'd that go over? She said it was a horrible analogy, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... She doesn't get it. It's sort of... I, I just think... I want you to be happy. So that's what I always come back to. But it is somewhat unnerving at times. that I'll tell you about, like, oh, there's this great place this. There's this great place that. It's down the street. There's this great place this. Knowing that you would love it. No, I'll go. Knowing. I do. We are starving for new restaurants. We want to add something new to the rotation. But the thing is... She had just tried one the night before, and it was terrible. Ah. And so I need the, okay, yeah. we got our rotation of seven places. If we mix in one new one and it sucks, the next night I'm going to, I got to go back to something I know. Yeah. We're going to Eatsy's the next night. Anybody following me here? He does it right yeah, by eating. it's a eating, palate cleanser. He yeah, does yeah. it right. If you're going to eat out for one meal a day every day, he does it right by eating his boring meal at lunch. Because then you're excited throughout the rest of the day. Oh, who knows what... A lot of times I have problems with that. Like, oh, I made a sandwich or I had leftovers at lunch. 
And then I find out we're not eating out that night, and I'm like, this day was a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, but every day I do have the – That's nice. The uh, prepared lunch. Uh, Tim Meadows is 63. He was on Saturday Night Live, but I won't even bore you with that, Blake. Um, the ladies' man? Don't ask Blake, because he thinks if it was on SNL, then – How bad does it get? Like Happy Gilmore? What do you mean? Like any movie that came from like SNL characters during that time, you don't like Happy Gilmore. No, I love Happy Gilmore. I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. You guys know that. Well, where do you think he came from? Uh, Cosby Show. He was keep, on Cosby Show. Keep going. <laughs> As a kid, every actor has to come from something. I think he was Theo's friend. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is 62. Fargo, and Fast she Times. Got naked and Fast Times. Yeah. Laura Linney is 60. Jake doesn't like her. You know why? No. She's the mom in Ozark. Oh, you don't like Ozark? Um, no. She was also in the Truman Show. Uh, Chris Parnell, 57. Dr. Spichemin, and uh, from Rick and Morty. Chris Parnell? Dr. Uh, Spichemin from 30 Rock. He's SNL, right? Did you he's see also that? SNL, yeah. I was making sure I was thinking of the right guy. And he's Jerry in Rick and Morty. And he's also um, and the program director. Oh, yeah, Hawaii. yeah. I like to imagine. <laughs> well, guys, Blake? Thoughts closing? So there was too much weight on the bar, <laughs> and so when he tried to pull up, like his arm stuck. Is that... But at some point, he was able to lift the weight, which is why he was trying it. <clears throat> and he's on steroids, so he could do a lot. Get him out of here. Adios, mofo. Dragon Productions Bringing you some dumb shit Got the soul dropping at three That's alright, alright with me Puppet said no puppet, no puppet, no motherfucking puppet said no puppet, no puppet.
papel. 